0: Shake our hands and we do jazz hands. Um, I don't, I don't know if that's unmanly or something like that, but can we get a little jazz hands out of you? No, Frank? it's not limp wristed. That's all right. It's not oh, a okay. Man. There you go. There you go. <laughs> jazz hands from Frank Mir. There you go, babyface doing babyface uh, jazz hands. We are live. We are live, guys. This is episode, I believe it's one forty-six of the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. Tonight we have our guest author, Frank Miniter here. And uh, here, let me show you guys exactly what I'm talking about. He's got a bunch of books, but here's one that I have right here. It's, it, it, <laughs> he didn't write this gun, but he did write this book. So I just wanted to like, you know, since we're doing manly stuff, right? The ultimate man survival guide right there. And actually the owner of Big Daddy Guns, this is his book. And Frank, did you, this is not your last book, right? You've written some. Oh no, know. I've read a bunch since. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. He enjoys, the, he enjoys that book, so he's, he's glad that you're coming on tonight. And we're going to talk about Frank's books. We're going to talk about a whole bunch of stuff related to guns and all that kind of good stuff. And um, we're also going to talk a little bit about what's going on in YouTube. Uh, I've seen in the news today that it uh, looks like Alex Jones is on the edge. He's gotten two strikes from yeah. YouTube. And he's on the edge of his channel being deleted, and I'm wearing my You Suck t-shirt in honor of YouTube and all their suckery. So <laughs> there you go. Oh, Frank, do you even know about this?
1: I do. And I, I don't know why we haven't really come up with a viable alternative to YouTube yet. I can gun of and so on. We need a viable alternative to YouTube. They don't like us. They hate us, Hank.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with you, man. Um, and our story, I think, connects a little bit to that, doesn't it? I think I, I think I believe that when we met, we had this conversation about YouTube because I think I met you at SHOT Show, right? We met on the bus out to Range Day. Absolutely. Yes. And I'm always telling people about this guy that I met on the bus going out to Range Day. And, um, you know, there's a story that I tell people that I met this author. We went to Range Day and everything. And then I saw him. Yeah, I think this was like five years ago, and I saw him later because there was a meeting at SHOT Show, I think, with the NRA and SHOT Show. Do you remember that? Well, that could be a lot of meetings, Hank. (laughs) Yeah, there was was some big meeting there, and I was asking you what it was about, and you were telling me that this was – these guys, I think it was the NRA, was trying to figure out what to do about the YouTube guys. Ah, okay. Yeah, so, you know, I always (laughs) tell people that story. I don't know. You probably don't remember it, you know, but – that last part Probably. I'm not sure about, but right, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Um, you know, I, I don't want to get you into any trouble, so you don't have to, you know, you don't, you neither have to confirm nor deny. Knowing <laughs> <laughs> Hank's strange, that'll work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so there you go. Uh, you know, I think we could talk about that. We could talk about a lot of things uh, regarding this. Let me first go down the list here. we got a bunch of people hanging out with us. We right now actually have 147 people watching this Hangout. So what I'm going to do is ask everyone to click the thumbs ups because we need those thumbs ups. We need to let people know that we're doing this, that we have Frank Minitor here. Am I saying your name properly? Absolutely. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Very, very good. Um, I always mess up names. So um, let let the folks out there know it. Please share this. If you don't know what to share, we've posted things all over. Frank has a um, you've got a Twitter page. Do you have any other social media? Oh, just Facebook and Twitter. That's it. Okay, Facebook and Twitter. So I uh, and uh on Twitter you're Frank Minitor. What are you on Facebook? It's just Frank Minitor. I'm I'm oh, simple. Oh my goodness. It's easy to find. Yeah. <laughs> An author needs to be. Yeah. People are gonna track you down. What is it, Lola? Why are you oh, why are you over why are you hovering around? Your <laughs> yeah, you're okay. So let me introduce you to Babyface, Frank. This is Babyface P. Nice to meet you. Um, hey, you know, I don't know if you've seen him on my channel. I don't know if you even watch my channel. <laughs> you know, most, uh, most people don't. It's all right. Yeah, I know you have a reputation to uphold. <laughs> I've checked it out a few times, Hank. Yeah, it's gonna get flush tonight. <laughs> <laughs> that reputation is gonna pretty much go down the drain. Uh, you know, you're really interesting and you've done a lot of things, so we're gonna talk about all that. Let me shout out everyone that's in the chat right now, guys. Please go and thumbs ups. We need as many thumbs ups. I know there's like 150. People watching already, so let's hit the thumbs-ups there. It looks like Armament and Axis. I don't know if he was number one, but he's the first person I see here. Michael Bender, Bricks, Chris Bullis, and Screaming Skull Saloon. All those guys in the house. Hamburger Helper, Joe Loafers, Rod Mills, from, and who was our guest last night. Uh, Chris Illog as well. I think Chris Illog was probably the first, but we've the chat's been going on so long. Patrick M., is in here and uh, let's see what this uh, Patrick M says. So are we going to talk about Trump writing his own gun control laws and the Congress is talking about repealing the second amendment? We absolutely are going to talk about that. Uh, Are you okay with that, Frank? Oh yeah. That's one of the big topics. Yeah, exactly. I think Frank is going to have an opinion on that one. (laughs) So, okay. We'll, we will talk about that. Raleigh Wilkes, I see as well. SoCal Gunner, uh, Bayou Meadow, Sean O'Brien. Let's see who else is in here. Uh, RP Venture, LV Louis Cypher, Jolly Roger USA, uh, Boss Hogg, Brian Quick, Robert Harris, uh, Tasman6955. I think I said Gorillas and Guns, but if I didn't, shout out to Gorillas and Guns. And let's see who else we got in here. Tim Not Tim, uh, Tango Hunter. I see Babyface P, but he's right here with us. <laughs> so. But I'll shout them out anyway, Andrew Rockwell, tap, rack, double tap, <laughs> Greg 98k, Cyrus 308, and uh, let me see. Listen, there's a ton of people in here. If I missed you, Mike Bryant as well, Scott Kimball, Andrew Thomas. If I miss anyone in here, Tony Lobner, Richard Hughes. If I miss anyone in here, shout me out and I'll give you I'll, I'll give you a special shout out. but there's a lot of folks I want to get into this right now. And um, let's start with that question, Frank. Uh, what do you think about what's going on with uh, Trump and gun con- calls for gun control and all that stuff? it's disturbing when you have calls for gun control after
1: the administration, not the, but the, the government has failed us level by level from the school system to local sheriff department to the FBI have all failed us again and the government has failed us again and again. And yet they want us as American citizens to give up our right to bear arms or individual right, technically in our, in our US bill of rights to make up for that somehow, uh, that disturbs you very much. Um, so I, and I see, okay, I understand the Trump administration and I understand where they're going and, and why they're trying to embrace this. I don't know. And I'm hoping they understand if someone's in their ear from to tell them what this background check thing is really about. Um, you can't really have universal background checks. If the bad guys aren't signing up for it. It isn't really universal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, true. You know, this doesn't work. Yeah. Besides, even if you tried to do it, the only way you could do it was with a gun owner uh, database. You'd have to know who has every single gun in order to see if those are legal or illegal sales. So then they have to create a gun owner database of all of us, of 300 million guns plus, of 100 million gun owners in this country. Are they, are they insane? Do they really think that would go down in, in America today? They're completely uh, out of their mind. And, I, and that, those are the ones who maybe know something about out of their mind. I, I think there's a, a tremendous amount of ignorance here. So I'm hoping someone is talking to, to our president and, and making that clear to him. So they go out there and articulate it in the great ways that he
0: does. Yeah, I, I like the way that you put it—that they're they're punishing us for their failures to do yeah, something here, right?
1: And there were, from the news reports I'm seeing, several cowards involved here in the police department. I'm sorry, but if you sign up for the military, and you might go to war and get killed—that's what you're signing up for. That's what you decided to do. We're we're a free country. There, there's no more draft. And if you you just sign up for the police department, sheriff's department, what have you, and you signed up to run towards gunshots—if you—if that's not for you. Leave the force because then that you're not our savior, not our protector. You didn't sign up there to serve us then. And that, that needs to be said. And I love cops. Um, most of them are heroes. But if a few of them are out there or don't want to do that, then leave the force.
0: Yeah. And I think so far as the when, when you're talking about the so-called gun experts that are maybe talking into the president's ear, I would like to know who those are. Um, I know his son is into guns. I, I believe that the legend is, is that he has a gun. Don't know. Mm-hmm. How true. He, has, he
1: has a pistol. He does, he does. Right. He has a permit for a pistol. Okay. And I happen to know his two sons, Eric and Don, and they both outshot me on the range. <laughs> okay. Um, <so laughs> One they, I know. They're both the real deal. Yeah. One's yeah. into suppressors pretty heavily. Yeah. they're, they're And they're both awesome clay shooters off awesome riflemen. Um, I was on the range with them last year and I just, it was a moving deer target at hundred yards with a rifle and I didn't shoot like I should be shooting. <laughs> and, Don Jr. was running the scoring and the safety officer was Eric Trump. And they both looked at me and said, Frank, what the F? You know, <laughs> <laughs> and I said, come on, I can take it from anybody, but not the president's sons.
0: Right, right, <laughs> so absolutely. Deal. Yeah, okay, that's good to know. I mean, I, but I don't know whether, I, I'm not sure whether or not they have some sway here or if, you know, what their feelings are about this particular issue. I know there's, you know, we're kind of fractured as, um, as gun guys. We've got what we what we refer to as the FUDs. Have you he- ever heard of that thing, that saying?
1: Yeah. I know what you mean. I, I, yeah. I think that, that in the case of the two, his two sons, his two older sons, um, they're, they're 100% with us. on the, They get all these issues. I, I, the breadth of their knowledge, I've interviewed them for a lot of pieces. I've written for Forbes and Outdoor Life and other places. Um, they, they, they completely get it. Um and, uh, as far as their father goes, I, you know, I don't know, is Ivanka in his ear and she's not a gun owner and a shooter. And what would she be saying? I'd have to I, that's pure conjecture. I have no idea where
0: she is. Right. Going. Yeah. And 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 listen, when you're the king, when you're the president, when you're the 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 head guy in charge, you know, everyone's talking in your ear trying to get your attention. And I don't know what's going on here, but I think the route that they're going is not gonna do anything. Although I understand that they may feel that they have to do something here, I think what they should do is take advantage of laws that already exist and hold people accountable that failed here.
1: Well, absolutely. But there's also the fixed NICS bill right now with NRA support, National Shooting Sports Foundation support in Congress with, with plenty of co-sponsors. That can be pushed over the top really fast. And that's just to incentivize the states to actually put those records they should be putting into the, the, the database so that so certain people who've been adjudicated in a court of law, who have had their rights taken away to court of law, can't buy a gun. Let's do that. Let's, let's stop government from, from failing us over and over again. Let's, do, let's pass the fix-nix bill right now. It's right there. It's not even being talked about in the media because it, the NRA wants it. And unfortunately, uh, most of the media wants something else. They want gun bans and more gun control. Even if it doesn't work, they don't care. They just want
0: this stuff passed. Yeah. So now, with the Fix NICS bill, is there some other stuff written into that?
1: Yeah, it basically incentivizes states with money, um, and there's punishments involved in it if they don't put those records they should be putting. I mean, some states, but when the, after after uh, Newtown happened, the NSSF said, "Wait a second, what's going on with NICS?" And they looked around, they found out some states like Rhode Island weren't putting any records uh, from people who uh, mentally ill, Ill issues um, into the database. None, zero. So they went state by state and were lobbying state by state to get those records put into the system so that those people couldn't get a gun. Okay, maybe that Navy Yard shooter, he, he was in, in Rhode Island, I mean, he should have been on that database already. Um, so they said, wait a second, let's start fixing this. Well, the media wouldn't get behind them. They wouldn't even talk about it. I've been a lot of national media talking about this and they give me these blank looks like, what are we even talking about? We've never heard of this because it's... Huh, it's they called it the gun lobby that's pushing this good stuff right and they don't want to give the gun lobby credit so they downplay it or they what they really do what mainstream media loves to do is they don't talk about what they don't want to talk about
0: yeah yeah I, and i think also um you know i think it's so does the fix nicks and uh reciprocity did they mix those two together i'm i'm pretty sure and there's a
1: bill that's trying to do that
0: right? yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. First of all, I'm not for mixing those bills together. I don't know that we're I'm a hundred percent for fixed NICs either, by the way, because we already have NICs. I don't think we're really enforcing it or doing the right things there. I don't necessarily want to make it worse. I always worry about when they're trying to put in new laws like this and what gets put into the mix, right? Well go read the legislation. It's like a page and a half. It won't scare you. Okay. Okay, so you know what, let me let me do something that we didn't do here on the top because we jumped into this. So what I want to do is qualify for the folks out there. I don't know how much of my audience um, is aware of who you are as an author. So maybe we should explain to these guys. I'm not trying to say that they don't read, but <laughs> uh some they people probably. nowadays don't read <laughs> uh like this guy. No. I like to listen to my stuff on uh audiobook, but I don't think that's that's the next best thing. So why don't you explain to people you know who you are and, and how you came to the profession that you're in right now? What do you do? Well, I'm a journalist and author, and I spent
1: 15 years as a mag- magazine editor for outdoor life and then for, for the NRA for American Hunter magazine. Written a lot of books. I'm a New York Times bestselling author. I I wrote a column for Forbes. Uh, I write a lot for Fox News. I write for National Review, American Think. I mean, all sorts of distant conservative publications. Um, I mean, you know, here's my a few of my books right here. This will make a man of you. That's the Wrong with the Bulls one. All right, my last novel is Kill Big Brother, and I mean it. Right, <laughs> like
0: that, like that. Um, and I wrote a,
1: a book on guns, the future of the gun, which gets yes. into all things we just were talking about.
0: Right, yeah. There's some very interesting conversations in there, and you've done. You know, I thought that you just did a few a few books, but when I look at this, it looks like one at least seven, right? Yeah, two more coming out this year. Yeah. Wow. wow. Okay, awesome. So, you know, if, if any of you guys out there, you know, want to ask Frank about any of the questions from the books and all that, please do, you know, let us know about that. I think uh, we'll jump into it and get detailed here. We're going to be here for about two hours. So um, right now, Frank, what's the, what's the thing that you think is the most pressing out there to, to folks like us that believe in the Second Amendment? What's the biggest issue that you think is out there? What we were just talking about, or something? Yeah, this is a you're right. This is a tragedy that
1: they they don't want to waste, and that that's a pretty important thing for us to sober up and, and and talk to people about and get out there and talk about because they're trying to use this thing to do a lot more than than these little things they want to do. This is the, a big first step that they'd like to take. Bloomberg would like to take it, so on. To, to go after. I mean, they'll, they'll tell you, this is, they'll laugh and look at you in the face and it happens on CNN every night and they'll say, well, well, we're not really trying to take away your guns. That's nonsense. Well, no, as I talked about earlier, no, I, the, the national, the, the background check bill they like to pass, universal background check they like to pass, that leads to a gun registry. And as we know, a gun registry leads to bans and they are already talking about another assault weapons ban, whatever assault weapon is. I'm <laughs> in New York State and, and in, if I have a, a semi-automatic shotgun with a pistol grip, it's banned as an, as, as an assault weapon. There's certain kinds of pistols banned as assault weapons. That's insane. <laughs> That's it's insane. So, crazy. so it's a political definition, it's, it's not a real definition. I mean, the real definition is the military definition for assault weapon, which is a fully automatic, you know, an M4, it, yeah. it, it, what they're saying it is. So we're in this, when you're in a, a conversation even about definitions between you know, us and a major part of the media, you know you're already kind of in trouble. Um, what we have going for us here is we have 100 million gun owners plus in this country uh, who've been pretty well educated by the NRA and other groups uh, going out there telling this is a freedom issue and understand that it's a freedom issue. And then what we talk about it as a freedom issue, the more they lose. They like to say the NRA is buying politicians and all this nonsense. No, all their power comes from 5 million members and all the other millions of members who are NRA members and, and they fall in and out of the membership. So you have millions and millions of people who vote that freedom. That's the power of the NRA and, and of the Second Amendment and of keeping our freedom. And, and that's what's important to remember and to complete, continue to augment
0: yeah, absolutely. Babyface, did you want to add
1: something here?
2: No, no, I, I completely agree. I, I think a lot of people don't understand when <clears throat> they go, especially when you're reading on Facebook and whatnot, about uh, it's the NRA's fault, attack the NRA, that that is 5 million people actively subscribe to them, plus, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 million others that would back up any attack on Second Amendment. So, um, yeah, it's it's not like it's, you know, one group or one person deciding what to do. It's it's. the the people that want
0: the NRA in power the NRA to to fight for us. Absolutely. This is my magical number. Don't ask me where I came up with it. I'm just like pulling it out of a hat. I think there's at least 50 million of us out there at least, you know, I don't know if uh, I would agree with you. Not everyone's in the NRA. I would take that as a percentage of people that are, you know, bold enough to go and support the NRA. And even there, look, we are, we are a little bit fractured right now. I'm going to kind of get into that a little bit if you don't mind Frank, but I do think, you know, regardless of what we say or what we think about the NRA and different organizations that exist, I think it's really important to have guys like yourself, you know, that, that have a huge knowledge base and are capable of going out there and talking to people about this. I was looking at something that um, I can't remember where you said it, but you were talking about the fact that they always want to refer to the AR-15 as a weapon of war, right? But it was not originally designed to be a weapon of war at all came from well, the civilian market, first right? First you
1: have to look at weapon of war because every single firearm we use today is then a weapon of war. Uh, it bolt action rifle, how many wars was that used in? Lever yeah. action, rifle. Like, <laughs> single shots, plenty of them. Um, you yeah. uh, know, rocks, years. man,
0: rocks. I think we go, can go back to rocks. We have wars <laughs> with rocks, right?
1: Yeah, but as official US military arms, all of these things have qualified as weapons of war. But, but no, it, it was developed in an aeronautics factory and they were first trying to make it for the civilian market. And then they thought, wait a second, we, we can make a lot of money by selling this to the military. And they, and they tried and failed at that for a long time until they finally gave up on it and sold the patent to Colt for some obscene number, hundred something thousand <laughs> dollars. Yeah. Uh, Colt took it, redid the gun, and did some several major changes to it right away, and boom, turned around and sold it to the Air Force, and then the Army picked it up. Um, and, and it became, but in that same year, I think it was 1963, that the, the M16 became uh, viable, it was bought by the military. The AR-15, the, the semi-automatic civilian version, was also sold uh, to civilians. At the same time, the same year, they both yeah. became available.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's it's preposterous, it's crazy. Um, it's just labels that they're putting on things to scare people and, and they think they're actually gonna affect something when when really it's not it's not going to stop anything from happening what would stop something is if they look at what was broken in this latest event that we had here in Florida and then go back to all the other events and look at all the things that are common threads like the FBI how many times are we going to let the FBI not follow up on stuff and then just go okay it's fine they're busy yeah exactly play politics at the
1: top the way they've done the last year
0: yeah yeah i mean the the most outrageous one i'll be honest with you this sheriff is he's batshit crazy the sheriff (laughs) the sheriff here in broward county i mean he's outrageous he was actually you know on cnn doing this staged performance on cnn knowing that that there was a deputy there that didn't go in and from what we're seeing you know that these guys were ordered not to go in
1: yeah i'm not sure if they were I, i haven't seen that report, there, but right, their their protocol, according to what I heard, was to stay outside and contain the area. Which, since Columbine, I thought every police force was trained to go into the gunshots because you have to stop the slaughter. Mm-hmm. So I, that's that's nuts if that's the case. And that was his training. He, he should be, personally yeah. fired.
0: Right. I mean, the most outrageous thing is you can go back to the soundbite if CNN still has it up there. I, I got sick to my stomach looking at that thing on CNN. But he. He um, said that, I think it was when um, Dana Lush was on uh, was on with him, that he said that it's not her responsibility or the NRA or yours or mine. It's his responsibility, his department's responsibility to protect those kids. Well, I think he might want to hold himself accountable right now.
1: He <laughs> doesn't seem very keen on that, I'm afraid. No. Uh, but, but it sounds like the Florida legislature is going to force them to. And I hope that yeah. happens.
0: Yeah, I hope so. So let me um, handle some quick things here. I'm just going to read some comments to you. I don't know if you can see any of these comments. Tango Hunter, who's a longtime person here on the show, says, I don't read shit and don't own nor ever bought a book. <laughs> 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 he says, does Frank have an audio CD option? <laughs> I'm sorry, Frank.
1: That's... For the future of the gun, there is and a bunch of my books are on
0: audio yeah yeah you guys just go to audible or um uh, there's probably you can go through amazon i think uh, amazon and audible are pretty much the same thing I have an amazon link to all oh books yeah lola says by the way that she has an amazon link in the description of this video to all of frank's books so uh please guys go in there and support frank um you know i'm sure he's going to appreciate that support so let me uh go through here and see anything babyface is there anything you wanted to add uh um, to, to what to this discussion here yeah.
2: I don't know. I, I, I don't think I have all the answers for what they should have done. Uh, it's hard to say. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I don't think I don't think we're getting everything right. We're like in all these incidents. Now, I've noticed the practice is, is not give us any any information, but to 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 uh, take away rights and make new laws. Yeah.
2: The, the practice is to trickle out information disseminate information slowly. Um, and I, I think put it out as in the order that they would like. Um, but yeah, I don't, I I do agree that if you sign up to do that job, it sucks. But if something like that happens, that's, that's your job.
0: Yeah.
1: Look, that's happened again and again. Even Sandy Hook, the the Newtown killer, there there was an official report shows it was a cop there for almost two minutes while shots were going on inside. And he went and arrested a hunter in the woods nearby while that was going on. Okay. He had a nervous (laughs) breakdown according to news reports after that. Very little media on that. OK, and then you look at the Pulse nightclub shooting. It took him, what, three hours to finally bre- breach that wall and go inside. That guy walked around and double tapped. That terrorist double tapped. Walk on another shot. OK, you're wounded. You're, you're in pain. Here's another shot. Let me finish you off. But How much did the body can't go up because the police did what was safest for them? They exchanged gunshots at the beginning with him and were told to leave and back off. OK, I'm sorry. They, they should have continued on. That's their job. They don't like it. Yeah. Someone else is going to do that. Don't wait three hours to breach a wall while everybody's getting killed. Yeah, it's if you're not exactly going to engage,
0: getting... I mean, that's definitely – this is the reason why we have to be responsible for our own safety. Uh, just a, a
2: personal anecdote from family. My dad was a firefighter for 26 years. He was captain of the fire department. And he was always the – I mean, something he instilled in me, I guess, a little bit. But he was always, like, the first in, last out type. Even as captain, he was, like, you know, pulling hose off truck. He enjoyed going into the burning building, but I mean, that's, and he always said, like, that's what I signed up for. I wouldn't have been on this job if I didn't want to, you know, kick open a door and run into a burning house. It's That's what I do. Yeah.
0: yeah. So. And, and you know what, Frank, and I think you talk about this a lot because you do have a lot of books uh, that are relative to manhood, right? Oh, yeah. Um, I think this is one of the things that we used to have, but changed lately where, we, we used to get the right man for the job or woman, right? Whatever it is, we used to get people who naturally were adept to doing things. And now we have all this, these like bullshit laws and things like that that get in the way. And I understand some of them were necessary in the past, you know, because of, of um, different things that we had going on in America that weren't necessarily good. But a, lo- a lot of what's going on now keeps the good guys, the ones that would run in, you know, and stay there until the job is done that would engage, it keeps them out of that job.
1: Now, I know people who have left police forces because they were detective, they got to that level, and they were told, okay, it's no longer your turn to be detective. Even though you're great and you're making all these busts, you got all this experience, because we have to give this other new person uh, who doesn't look like you and doesn't have your same gender that, mm-hmm. that position because it's their turn to have that. job. So they're like, wait a second, I earned here. I'm here. This, I'm their guy doing this. You, you've, you've created me to do this, and you're not going to let me do this? So they leave, and they go and do something else. That happens again and again. There's so much PC stuff that goes on in our police forces.
0: Yeah. And, and I think that um, we're paying for that. We're paying the price for that. You need to get the right people doing the right job. You know, we need to allow people to do that We're 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 it's not just even in this case. I think in lots of ways in what's going on in America, we're not able to connect the right people to jobs. Everything is just political correctness. And that's terrible, you know. Um, yeah,
1: what it's done okay. to manliness, you're, you're 100% right. Where, where's the gentleman today? What's, what's, been, what's been done to him? And yeah. I blame partly feminists for that. I blame I, blame t- I mean parents even for taking away things that their kids have to overcome, right? They don't want them to fail anymore. And if a kid doesn't fail, doesn't go through those, those little crises of fear and get on that football field or whatever sport, or whatever he was going to go and do, climb a mountain or go hunting, whatever he's going to do. If he doesn't go through that process of growing himself, building that character... Then you're going to have this little wimpy 18, 20-year-old, 25-year-old playing video games at no balls. And then when something happens, what's he going to do? I and mean, he's going to wet his pants. He's not going to go out there and actually do something <laughs> to solve a problem the way we always did as Americans, as a nation, because he's been coddled his whole life.
2: Yeah. I think, uh, I, I think uh, a problem, I think one major problem with my generation, and I'm, I'm 28, but I, I think a major problem with my generation is we are the generation of everyone exe- uh, receives an award for anything, just participation awards. And I, I think that's a huge problem. I mean-
0: I, I, Has that been not, going on for 30 years
2: now? <laughs> oh, wow. I Thanks. Um, but no, I, I, I do. I, I think that's a big problem that, you know, kids don't, every kid gets an award no matter how, uh, no matter what they do. It's, they, don't, they don't understand failure and you don't understand how to learn from it.
1: Right. What's funny is when they're confronted with reality. Like, and I, I told this story in the Ultimate Man Survival Guide. I was standing in the street before the Bulls came next to this young guy from Chicago. And he's all boastful and happy. He's 30 minutes until the bulls are going to come, and he's ready to go. And as it got closer and closer, he started to get more and more afraid. Until and there's a loudspeaker going on all the time, telling you if the bulls come and you're knocked down, stay down. You can be killed. It says this in multiple languages. So you're constantly being reminded that you're, you could be disemboweled by a bull if you're not careful. Yeah. So when it gets closer and closer, he finally just starts to lose it. He can't take it. He's just going crazy. He's going all over the place. So he tries to go under the fencing and, and escape. While well, there's a cop waiting out there. There's cops and and. Uh, medical workers down the whole thing and he cock pushes him back into the street and, and tapping a baton to his fist and he says you wanted to be a man and run with the bulls now you must be a man and run with the bulls and <laughs> The cop And was there as an enforcer telling him man up dude you're in the your street you can't get out this is where you are and there's a reason for that if you let people climb out of the street you'll end up with a log jam in the middle of the street because people are going to panic and trying to get over the fence and the bulls are gonna hit that log jam and really hurt people then so there's a reason why they do it but this guy couldn't take it. Anyway, he went under his, or that fence another time, even though the cop pushed him back out uh, the first time. He goes under that thing. The cop this time didn't kid around, just took that baton, boom, 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 hit him pretty, I mean, much harder than an American cop. <laughs> <laughs> Throws this guy down to the ground. The guy's in a fetal position, probably peeing in his pants. The cop turns around, looks at the rest of us, and he's still tapping that baton in his hand, <laughs> as if to say, you know, anybody else? Yeah, who's next? Yeah. You know, that's real. So, and what, and so what did... What did he do? Did he just lay there as the bull? He there, He got arrested. Ran. I bet you he spent the rest of the fiesta in a Spanish jail. Jesus. That'll man and, you.
0: Are. And probably lied. He was like, yeah, I was totally, you know, this bull kicked my ass, but I was fighting back, punching him <laughs> in the nuts. You know, I mean, it's so crazy, but it's true. Like once you get in there, you know, it's time to do or die now, you know, yeah. and, I, and I think um, I've heard you say it before that. You know, if you if you're in your process of growing up, you never had a fight with a school bully. You never had to get it, you know, get into fisticuffs, get your ass kicked. Then how, how are you supposed to be a man? We yeah. Um,
2: another another anecdote. We uh, as kids. I, so I was a Boy Scout all throughout. God, I did Cub Scouts all the way up till I was 18 and the Boy Scouts, whatever. Um, and our group was very, a very tight knit group of guys. And I'm still friends with pretty much all of them. But it, a lot of it, a lot of the growing up experience came from picking on each other. I wouldn't say bullying, but like picking on each other, learning to take in and dish it. And a lot of kids aren't able to or haven't had that experience to, as part of growing. Um, but yeah, uh, kids are coddled. <laughs> I hate to say that as, uh, you know, I don't have kids yet, but I, I do think a lot of kids now are, are too coddled.
0: Yeah. Uh, when you get kids, just take them and put them out in, like swallow them and then put their asses out in the cold. That's,
2: uh, that's how I already meet. told Marley our kids are eating dirt because I <laughs> eat dirt. <laughs> they can have some dirt, it'll be good for their immune system.
0: Yeah, you look like you wanted to say something on this, well, right?
1: Aggression is an important thing. A boy is going to work off the aggression one way or the other. And you can repress it and it'll cause all sorts of other neuroses in that kid. Or you can let it out in the right ways. You let it out in the wrong ways, it could become a bully or something worse, right? Um, it could be one of these, these we call shooters, I call them murderers. Um, but if you let that kid have the aggression out in the right ways through these rites of passage, Boy Scouts is a great example. Then you're building character. Then you're growing them into something. I went to a military academy. I went. I went through that with those guys. And you're right. I'm still best friends with those guys I went through yeah. that hell with. And it was it's wonderful.
0: Okay. So you know, I, and I think you covered um, a lot of this in your book. Uh, this will make a man of you. Right. Right. And this is the one where you were running with the bulls and all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, that's about the rite of passage. How do how you break it down? How you find those for yourself? There's not be wrong with the bulls. It could be whatever you're into at the time, but understanding the structure of it, every society, look back through to antiquity, every society that has built real men, right, has always used this 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 formula to, to create upstanding individuals to fight for their, their city, their country, what have you. So once you understand those rules, that's what I lay out in that book, um, then you can go out and find your adventures and continue to grow yourself. I don't think we should ever really stop. I mean. I remember asking G. Gordon Liddy about this once, because he's the famed, uh, read his book, Will. It's the ultimate man book, his book Will. Um, he's the Watergate guy that, that went in there. Um, but he looked at me and he was in his 80s then. He looks at me and he says, you know, Frank, I'm dealing with new things now. I've got all sorts of pains and things going on in weird places. And I'm dealing with that. You have to always overcome things as you go through life, as you continue to grow. He's right.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that um, and also men don't respect other men that don't stand up for themselves and aren't willing to fight. I mean, you know, you see it in movies and you think it's cliche, but I know it happened to me that uh, when I was a kid, I was pretty skinny as a kid. And so there was everyone was always bigger than me. And I remember one particular story that there was this football player in high school that was going around smacking everyone in the back of the head. And this guy was all like Cog Diesel, you know, muscled up dude. He looked pretty much like a bull. And, um, you know, he was smacking everyone in the back of the head. And I was like, there's no way in hell I'm going to let this guy, you know, smack me in the back of the head. But he snuck up on me, slapped me in the back of the head like he did to everyone else. And, you know, everyone else was over there crying about it. And I was like, OK. So I walked around a little bit until he forgot about me, went behind him and smacked him in the back of the head. <laughs> you know, he looks at me like, are you out of your damn mind? <laughs> and so then he, I, I run. He starts chasing me. And we are in the gym. And up at the top of the gym, I don't know if they still have gyms like this, but at the top there was a track. So I ran up there and I'm running around the track and this football player dude's running behind me. And he's like, dude, I have to do this every day. (laughs) He's he's shouting at me. He's like, I could keep running. You can't keep running on this track. And we run until finally, like I pass out, he catches up to me and he's going to kick my ass. And he goes, you know what? Seriously, you're the only person that stood up to me. You know, it's, it's all good now. And we never had problems anymore. And I think that men don't respect you if you're not willing to stand up to them. I'm not saying fight with them all the time and, you know, be combative, but but men don't respect other men that don't know how to stand up and speak their mind or or defend themselves. I don't think women do either.
1: And yep, the ones the I talk is. to you, don't. you shouldn't be a macho jerk and, and speak over them and bully them and so on. But if you're that strong gentleman, women respect you too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and on that subject, like I don't know how everyone feels out there, but as men, do we like weak women? Because I personally don't. I don't. <laughs> yeah. You know, I like that woman that doesn't need me. Ask Lola. Just, that's that's how Marley is. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah. Every day she's like, please, I don't I don't need you to do anything. <laughs> you know, so I think I, I think that goes both ways. But how is it that in society, you know, there's people who actually believe the opposite of that?
1: yeah that's a faulty way of thinking that, that's it's pretty mainstream now uh, to want to weaken they're, they're afraid of the strong individual, mm-hmm. which is why guns to them are just wow, they, they, how could they possibly be that guy with a gun, The guy that can actually or gal um, that can defend themselves and, and stop mm-hmm. that that attacker that rapist or what have you that', that to them that, no, no they, they they can't deal with that. They don't want that person to be that strong. They want overall society to do it for them, which of course is nonsense, not going to happen so yes, that's yeah. that's where it is.
0: Yeah, I, I want my wife or any woman out there to be able to defend herself, you know? And specifically for me, what if I'm getting my ass kicked for some reason I couldn't get to my gun or whatever? I'm getting my ass kicked. I don't want Lola over there crying. Right. I want her busting some shots up, and, you know? <laughs> I want her to save me. And this is the way that it should be. We should be able to rely on each other and pick each other up and, and move together and, and, and hold, you know, like if I lean in on you, And you also lean in on me. We're both going to like fall down. Right. Right. So I don't, I don't really see, I, I think that, uh, this is a huge failing that we have going on in the world right now that we're not. And, and that's, this is what I saw with these kids. Like it was amazing. It was amazing to see kids that I'm pretty sure a year ago, six months ago, they were really mad at the police, right? That they were mad that the police killed one of their friends or something like that. And then, this thing happens and they're like, the only person who should have a gun is the police.
1: <laughs> Never understood that
0: idea. I'm having a hard time believing
1: that's all the kids you know, and yeah. we're seeing that on CNN and we're not hearing the other voices. And there were some that were given questions told you have to ask this question and decided not to go to that CNN forum. Yep. So I'm wondering what, what the real poll would be.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So listen, I'm going to try Cause I want to, I really do want to hit all the books. So I know we're t- we, uh, we just spoke about uh, this will make a man of you. Um, are there any other good things in here other than the uh, balls? It seems like because because along with this title it says one man's search for Hemingway and manhood in a changing world. Were you kind of like <laughs> following he- in a Hemingway footsteps? <laughs> oh, uh, literally here? from from Paris to Pamplona, I followed Hemingway's steps and
1: questioned through *The Sun Also Rises* and his characters on what actually because Hemingway really asked those questions in a deep way. What makes a man? What grows us into something else? You know, what are we? What what are we trying to become as men? He, he, he epitomized that in, in his role as a hunter and an outdoorsman and, and all these kinds of things he liked to do. Um, but he it was really asking those questions in a lot of his literature. So following him through the literally in, in his footsteps um, was that quest to answer that question because our society hasn't answered it very well. At least mainstream haven't. Um, we're missing a lot of the obvious answers that are out there. These big things this rite of passage that can build us into what we want to be. So, yeah, it's an adventure following in Hemingway's footsteps to answer those big questions. It's a it's philosophical, but it's a big adventure.
0: OK, very cool. Uh, Richard Hughes says, uh, I searched for Hemingway in Key West, did not find him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've been to Key West. His house <laughs> is still there. And that penny at the pool that he pushed in, uh, it's still there in the cement. Um, there's still signs of him there. Right. But no, it's it's just uh, no. Yes. Yeah. So it's, where, it's you hard know, to arrive every day there at Key West.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. So how many things before we move on from this particular book? How many things did you do in the process of this that you would never done before?
1: Oh, wow. I mean, I, I mean, i and running the bulls at the suicide run running right at the bulls in the beginning. Um, oh, I, oh I mean, wait, wait. You're going to have to explain. Oh, yeah. I was, yeah. What? <laughs> they, they only let some people do this. And, and uh, my my sensei to this whole thing is a guy named Juan Macho. That's his name. <laughs> uh, never then, follow a guy named Juan no, Macho. Into no, always, England. always. I disagree. Always, always follow dude. And, and so Juan runs the suicide run. And it, I, it took me a while to work up to it. I was 10 or, 10 or 12 runs in before I said, okay, Juan, I'm going to come down with you. I'm going to try the suicide run. And he talked to the cops. They didn't want to let me stand in this particular spot right at the beginning. I mean, it's only you looking down the street. The Bulls came out of a pen. They're running for about 100 yards up to you. And you just see them running straight at you. And you run at them when the, when the cops let you go. You run at them, and then you dodge either side, depending on where the bulls are. So it's, it's pretty risky stuff. And if you <laughs> pull it off exactly right, you're really in well, trouble well. in the suicide run. I mean, it's called that for a reason. Uh, but no, I got into the, the More exciting, actually. I mean, that's, that goes, that's over fast. That's exciting. But more crazy is actually to get in with what they call the vodkas. After the bull run, you end up in the, in the arena. With, with the, and the bulls go through, and they get them out. And they close the doors, and you're in this arena with 20,000 people looking down in the bullfighting arena, looking down at you, and they start to let these cows go. Now, these cows are trained to nail people, right? They put these leather on their horns, but they can, they can still really hurt you. And they, they come out, and they start running circles. You just, you just see people flying up in the air, one after another, and you're in with them for six of them, one after another, for 40 minutes, you know, for, with, the, with these vacas. And, and you just see people taken out in stretchers, hurt over and over again. But it's manly to go up and you have a newspaper in your hand you told it's manly to try to touch that vodka in in the butt with the newspaper you know so you're constantly trying to do that these things are running around and they're just throwing you in the air um, <laughs> I found most interesting is an American uh, with me these Americans um, tried to he, he tried to jump on the bull he actually grabbed its tail vodka <laughs> and, and he he thinks he's all cool because he has no the Spanish pulled him off of this vodka and kicked his ass did <laughs> 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 so bad he, he had to be Carried out of that place, um, and and as he did it, twenty thousand people in the stadium around it, they got on their feet and cheered because he disrespected that vodka by get, grabbing its tail and doing what he did. That's not how you treat one of those animals. There's a code to this kind of thing, and that guy just broke the code. He didn't understand the code, so he broke the code. Just typical of Americans today. Didn't get it that there was a code going on there in Spain, and yeah, did what he did, and that was enforced. Boy, did he get beat! And that happened again and again. There were a bunch of people. Who just got beat to hell by the spanish mozos
0: yeah that's what the saying uh when in rome i mean um i forgot I, I,
1: for it. that's what i like about it
0: yeah that's what that's what that means so so that pretty much that was the craziest thing you did was there anything that you didn't get a chance to do that you would have liked to have done uh, on that
1: trip no i i got into everything i, I got into the private penas and hung out with uh, the old bull runners and in some of the matadors um i got to go and see the bull slaughtered i got to see every part it's all in the book i just see the whole thing because there's deep things that are going on. There's, there's actually deep religious things. It's a Catholic festival. You know? and, there's a, there's a, and, I, and I went to the priest, and I, and I went to mass. I'm a Catholic. I went to mass. went through that process. And there's a reason why it's a Catholic festival. There, these are the depths below it that you start to understand. They actually carry this ancient statue from the 15th century around the streets in this big procession of hundreds, and they call them the saints. They, they go down the street. Um, it's a really big deal. And you have choirs, and they stop, and they sing in these streets. Um, and everyone stops. And it, it, it's... It's a, it's a Catholic country and it's a big deal, but that's, that's the basis. It's, it's there to grow you. And I talked to the priest about this. Luckily, like I can speak enough Spanish to do it. Um, that it's, 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 a, it's a festival that's designed to build you into something else. It's not designed to kill bulls and go through this and have this manly macho thing of, I ran with the bulls kind of thing. That's the way a lot of people take it. But no, there's a whole nother depth to it. When you start to get to that, that building of character and that challenging yourself and growing into something else, boy, it, you start to feel different things and you walk away from it a different person.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let's see. Let's um, unless anyone has a question or anything like that out there, babyface. I don't know if you do. Let's uh, let's jump into one of the books. How about the uh, future of the gun? I think that would be that would be a cool conversation to have. Um, I'm I'm I think this book came before, right? Because it looks like this was from 2014. Right. So, how did you decide to write this book, and what was the journey here in the future? Yeah, this was Newtown
1: and and all that going on, and it, I write a column for the NRA's America's First Freedom. So I'm constantly digging into these kinds of things. And it just bothered me, the media narrative. Because I also write a column for Forbes, I'm mainstream. I'm, I'm constantly interacting with New York Times, Washington Post, and, and so on. Um, they're, they're writers. Um, and it just really bothered me w- what was happening. It, it, it is, these questions weren't being answered out there. So I decided, let me go and do a real investigation. I'll sit down with, with the NRA lobbyists and so on. I'll sit down with the anti-gun guys. I, you know, and, and so I'll go onto the streets and I'll hang out with gang members, which I did. Um, so in each phase, I just, I went and met the people, I mean, sheriffs.
0: Did you blend in with the gang members? Which gang members did you? Oh, I was in, I was actually in, in New York's Harlem. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, yeah uh, that's okay. You know, I, was, I was
1: protected by a couple and, and, um, it was funny talking to them, especially the older guys, the guys that managed to get out. Um, they'd look at me and say, you know what? I, I don't understand, it. you know, as a gang member, I could pray and I knew I could pray on everybody but the other gang members because we were the only guys with guns, them and the cops. Mm-hmm. You know, if you just allow, you know, the, the granny lives on the, on the corner and so on, the shop owner. If you allow those people to actually have a gun, then they'll have respect in that culture. Then mm-hmm. we will have to respect them. But right now we don't have to respect them. They're just our sheep. You know, yeah. having those conversations, understanding that, manning up to that in that way with those kinds of guys. That was a perspective that I, you know, I'm, I'm a white guy from, from upstate. I was, just wasn't getting.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think, listen, the, the other part of that that you probably discovered is everyone wants their story to be told, right? right? Yeah, we're all living in this world and we think, hey, this is our world and no one knows about it. So they do, you know, people do open up because they want uh, people to see it. And ultimately here, this is what it comes down to. You know, we are creating this imbalance where people realize, yeah, we don't have to follow the law. In New York City, I grew up in New York City, so uh, I'm from Far Rockaway, New York. You have this imbalance. You have the bad guys and the cops that have guns. Sometimes the cops and the bad guys are the same people, you know. And then everyone, and then everyone else. And if you want to be law abiding, you cannot really easily carry a gun. I know you can. You can get permits and things like that. I, I still have family that lives in New York, but it's not very easy, and it's incredibly difficult to get a, um, a concealed carry permit. Right?
1: Political connections to do it. Right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I mean it's amazing. It's amazing. I think when, um, when you, when you hear something like that and you realize that this is the difference, I think here in Florida, you can, you can come across an old lady, (laughs) You know, anyone that you come across here could, uh, could could bust some caps on you, as my friend Walter says all the time. And it creates a healthy respect. Uh, you know, what's what's the uh, saying about that? I think an it's armed like,
2: society is a polite society. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So what did you see here in the growth of the gun? Right. I think you probably went from the beginning of American history up until that time.
1: Oh, yeah, and I, I did. You know, and you start out with, with you look at the British, right? Concord. Um, they were trying to seize an arms depot. You know, they were trying to take the colonists guns before a war started. You know, that talk about gun control. That, mm-hmm. That's how that started. They were protecting their guns. Um, that's how it started right in the beginning. And, and you follow that forward, and you look at even that first battle, it was technology used rifles, um, whereas the, the British had smoothbores, uh, muskets. Uh, they were outshot at distance, and, and many of them killed the, the British redcoats because the technology, the rifles that were used by then, especially in, in those first few battles. Um, snipers were used by Washington throughout the war, but it just it, it takes too long in that, in that point of time to load a, a rifle as opposed to a smoothbore musket. So it didn't make sense in some of the combat. So it became a specialized part of the snipers. Um, but that technology you found is, is then you start to trace the, the history of the gun up to the future of the gun. You see that freedom is constantly linked right to the technology we use. And it's, it's the American, the arms the Americans use, we use even look at M4s now and all the add ons we're using and how those guns have been developed. They're developed because citizens have them. Because we were like, oh, let's put lasers on, let's, and the military figures that out, and it, it translates over. Every single gun technology we've ever had, from Colton and his walker up through you know, the Springfield trapdoor and so on, it's all because citizens and their, pri- and their private companies making arms for the average American started to develop and get new technologies, add those into the gun, and then the military picked up on that, and the two got in sync. So, so you start to, if you disengage our freedom in a way where you say, okay, these are... Or, you know, the army's guns and these are the people's guns, which is nonsense, of course. But even if you tried to do it, you're then you're unentangling the, the free nature uh, of what we have. That this, this unique thing America has created, you begin to destroy it because you'll no longer have those innovations we have. You no longer have a purpose. I, I, I talked to a Green Beret I, I know who was a trainer for Green Berets, too. And he said, you know what? We're in the, we're in the business of creating country boys. He said, I'd have country boys come in, in new guns and I'd have people going that didn't. It took mm-hmm. so much more time and training to get that city guy who never picked up a gun, especially an AR, um, to learn how to shoot and use that platform. He doesn't have all the skills. It, even basic gun safety, that person doesn't have. Whereas the other guy sure does. He has, mm-hmm. he has all those skills. It's like somebody who starts playing tennis when they're six instead of when they're 20. One who played start playing when they're six, has a chance to actually be good at it. Yeah. Right? This, yeah. this is a part of our American freedom that people are, are losing touch with when they try to disentangle our freedom from the technology we use in our firearms
0: absolutely i totally agree with you let me just take a quick second here to remind everyone that's watching please click the thumbs ups patrick i don't know we've got at least 250 plus i haven't looked watching so uh check out the thumbs ups guys but we really need that so please hit us with the thumbs ups you know we're over here on the b channel because my main channel got deleted which i'll talk about with uh with frank here in a second but um make sure you guys hit the thumbs ups okay we need that uh you know frank i think if you if you go back i think guns are the, there's maybe a few other things, but I think guns are the biggest thing that separated the aristocracy or the ruling class from, from everyone else. Right. And that's kind of what's going on back then. Uh, back in the days you had the knights, you know, they were armored up and they had swords that they just ran roughshod over the villages, you know, one or a few knights could just destroy everyone.
1: Well, if you talk about European feudalism. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's a reason why they stayed in the dark ages so long. Yeah, they repressed their service for, for, for so long because they had, right, they had the army, had the arms and they, and they kept them, the way they kept them for, for so long. It, it was actually the advent of the gun. You start to trace the history of the gun in Europe and you'll start to see how freedom, you think the printing press did it, start to trace the history of the gun. When it, when a, a carryable handgun, you know, a flintlock, whatever, started to, to come around in the 15th, 16th century, so the average person could actually own that, carry that, you start to see freedom really take off. I, I don't think that's been studied enough how much that emboldened, and, and and empowered the the average person in Europe at the time before it even came here um, to start to grab that freedom.
0: Yeah, I, I think that people and the and the weird thing about this is this is what this is what allowed the people to stand up to the government. And, and um, for the government not to be able to just do whatever they wanted to to the people. And so why are we living in a world today where we're the ones who understand that? And this is why we want to maintain our, our rights to the Second Amendment. I mean, honestly, it's something that we all know we were born with. And then there's other people over there that call us fascists and all kinds of different names. And, you know, and then they're advocating to take the guns away from the people when they're yeah. the people. I mean, if you think Trump is really, really bad and he's some kind of neo-Nazi or whatever, why do you want him or the government to be the only ones that have the guns and you don't? Yeah, well, I, I
1: wrote another book on this actually, uh, called Saving the Bill of Rights, um, because it actually, unfortunately the, the left in, in this country isn't even just asked for our guns, they're after all of our rights. You look at the first amendment they're, they're after using hate speech and other things to try to take, to try to reduce that, but freedom of religion, they're, they're trying to reduce that. Um, through the through the, the the Third Amendment, the Fourth, are they're, they're, every every part they're, they're trying to weaken and take away the individual rights uh, in order to empower the state and empower government because that makes them feel safer and better and that's the society that's what they see. I, I think it's because a lot of them are just disengaged from reality. I, it's interesting. I, I'm in upstate New York and I, I, I have new neighbors who moved up from from Brooklyn recently. Their first night in their house, they called the police because they heard shooting. Well, <laughs> you know, there's Tom. You know, he's on the other side of a Woodlot, a half mile from them who built his own little sporting clays range and likes to go out and shoot sporting clays on his own. That's his thing. That's what he does. He hand loads his shells and he shoots. He's a nice guy. Mm-hmm. Well, the cop yeah. shows up and he listens to what's shooting. He goes, oh, that's Tom. And he looks at this these couple from Brooklyn. And he says, welcome to the country, folks. <laughs> and now it's been a couple of years they've been up here and their points of view have changed quite a bit, partly because of me, but they're, they're just running into reality. They are opposed to hunting when they first moved in. I used to hunt their property. Opposed to Now they've gotten Lyme disease several times. You know, the deer are now eating their little garden they have, and they spent a lot of money on the shrubs in front of their home that mm-hmm. all got destroyed this winter. So they're going, wait a second, maybe we have to do something about that. As people start to run into reality, you can hide from the city for a long time. but you get out into the country, you start to run into reality. It tends to make people conservative.
0: Absolutely. And let's ask the question, why the hell are they leaving the city if it's so awesome?
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're leaving after that hurricane hit, and nine one one, all these kind of things. You saw a wave after each one of those things, yeah. and then suddenly they didn't have the resources they thought they did.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Once you realize that being in the city with all the screaming masses that think someone else has to save them when things go wrong, you go wait a second. Maybe I shouldn't be here. Right. You know, if you you survive this, maybe in the future you shouldn't be there. You move out to the country. I think it's the problem that happens there for me is it's just as bad as people that leave um, other countries, which, you know, I was born outside of America. It's just as bad to leave the country you were born in because it's so horrible. Then come to America and try to make America into that horrible place you left. And I think that's the same thing that we see happening a lot of times with the migration from the from the cities, you know, into the country that people leave and then they come down to the country and they want it to be like, you know, Brooklyn or, you know, wherever the hell it was they came from. That, that's their first knee jerk reaction. Absolutely. Yeah. So and in, in before we go away from, um, you know, the future of the gun, I think we got to talk about the smart gun. <laughs> I think you know, I think some I'm people actually, want to talk about this.
1: <laughs> I'm actually not opposed to the smart gun. I'm just opposed to being, being made mandatory. I mean, if somebody wants to go out there and develop a smart gun, buy a smart gun, they, they want to put a battery, you know, in, in their way of maybe saving their life. That's up to them. They can put a battery in their way. Maybe their gun's not going to work when they need it. Fine. They can go. They can go and do that. I'm not opposed to that. You know, I'm, I'm a free guy. Let, let's have a, an open economy and so on. Um, but don't tell me I have to buy one of those, making it mandatory, which
0: is what the whole thing is about. Yeah, absolutely. Do you, you look like you have an opinion on this baby face?
2: Uh, I was just going to say, let the free market decide. Yeah, but I think sell, company will go under.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think the huge resistance, and and Frank is right with this. That w- most of us had to this is that there's people trying to say, oh, there's a smart gun now, so now we're going to make a law saying that everyone has to have this smart gun technology on their guns. Like you never had a. I mean, look, I've got a really nice car that's new and it's got a lot of technology in it. And I complain to people all the time. I complain to Babyface and he goes, yo, okay, that's you, you had to have this technology in that car. And that's well and good, but I don't want that in my gun. I want my gun to be old school, I point and pull car. the trigger.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I just sold my Jeep, but I, but I had an old CJ5 with a straight six an old carburetor on top of it. and It was beautiful. It still ran great. I could still drive it legally. I, I think it was wrong with that car. You know, the, the way that the parallel to look at this is say, this is like telling people they have to go and buy an electric car and own an electric car right now. You all have to get rid of your gas cars. Sorry, we don't have the, the, the places out there for you to plug in. And this, this isn't a viable technology. You can't drive more than 100 miles. You have to go buy one anyway. We don't care. That, that's what this is like.
0: Yeah, absolutely. People are free to do that if they want to, if it fits right. into their lifestyle. Uh, you know, I believe in freedom. People can yep. do what they wanna do, but we all shouldn't be forced to do that. And um, you know what? Also the thing about all of that stuff is there's no there's no viable solution for that. Like we can't get the power for that from solar power, right? That's coming from fossil fuels, from coal and stuff like that. That's how we generate electricity in America. So it's, in the end, it's not even practical, you know? Obviously I think in some circumstances it is, but it's not ultimately practical for everyone. So why force it on everyone?
1: Right. Let the market evolve. If the thing can compete and it's a great product and a company can do it, great. It'll take off on its own. It doesn't need government to do it. That's exactly right.
0: Yeah. Um, Brian Quick says it's not hard to bring cities to a standstill. (laughs) Um,
2: I think some of them are talking about uh, like apocalyptic times and uh, i I saw something about water being shut down, roads being shut down.
0: yeah and well it's, yeah. it's not even apocalyptic times. I mean, New York City could be shut down by a hurricane. A yeah, wasn't
2: their infrastructure shut down by flooding at one point within the last two years from a hurricane?
0: Yeah, a nice heavy rain in New yeah. York City and it's done. If you have a if oh you have a, a power generation plant somewhere in Canada or whatever that goes out done, yeah
1: I, I was in Manhattan when the power went out. Was it two thousand two or three? Um, yeah, I thought I thought the city was going to go nuts, and, but it was it was freaking Mardi Gras. I mean, <laughs> it literally had women flashing us from the backs of cars, and like <laughs> we're all, the bars are all going. Nuts. I mean, it was it was just a big party, which I was very happy to see. The times had changed a little bit from the 1980s when that city was pretty rough.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, we were still there because we were moving from New Jersey to Florida, and I was in Florida, and then Lola was trying to get on a plane at JFK and fly down, um, and she still managed to sneak on the airplane and get down here, even though they closed the airport. She got on, she was able to get on the last flight and get, so that shows you how good our security is. But, you know, I think that was good because it was like, what, a day, two days or something like that? It was just a night, basically. Yeah, yeah basically a night. Um, and by the time a week goes down, there's gonna be cannibalism. <laughs> well, I'm people have different
1: you. experiences too, because we finally got a car to come in to get us the next morning, at 8 a.m. or something. A town car comes in to, to pick us up and, as the car pulls up to us, this guy comes running out of nowhere in his suit and he's all sweaty and just looks this looks horrible. Me the a terrible night. And he slaps this cash on the front of the dashboard and he says, five hundred dollars. You'll take me out of here right now. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I've been hired by these guys. I can't take your money. And we get into the car and leave. And the guy just wanders off just completely out of his mind. So these people did have different nights.
0: <laughs> yeah, I would have totally taken that money from him and let him take my cab. <laughs> because I would have rock and roll with that 500 bucks a little bit more, you know, but yeah, that's, it it is relative to the person. But I think also if you have that for an extended period of time, those people are not going to be able to handle that. No. Right. Right. You know, I mean, even here we had, um, in Gainesville itself, we had electricity was out for about four or five days. Uh, last year during the hurricane, right, baby face? Yeah, we motorcycle. had it for twenty four hours and I thought that sucked. Yeah, you had it for twenty four hours, but there were people here that had it for like four or five days and people were over.
2: You know, I uh when I took my motorcycle riding course, that was a month ago, um, there's a guy that was there who lives and works in Puerto Rico. Uh, he flies back and forth and he said that they're still out of power. So yeah. I can't even imagine what it's like there. Yeah.
0: It's amazing, but they're making do. But how would we be able to do here because we are used to so much? Oh yeah, that's yeah. that's the hardest thing. Yeah, we would not be able to survive. Uh, not all of us. I mean, eventually, I would revert. In the beginning, I would complain, but then I think I would revert because I, I grew up in places where you didn't have electricity for a couple of weeks.
2: I was the. I've always found that the first weird thing that I noticed when the power goes out is how quiet it gets with all, without all the hum of technology and electricity going on, it's everything quiets down. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. The most amazing thing I noticed when that happened was everyone that lost their mind over gas.
2: Yes. Yeah. First thing that before the storm even hit, gas stations were completely out.
0: Yeah. And but there were people driving from all over to get gas, go to the last gas station. How about just stay wherever the hell you are? (laughs) You know, people were acting like there was a wave that was going to come and like just flood all of Florida and it was going to be the end of days, you know, we got to get out of here right now. So I,
2: I it harkens back to, you know, people aren't, people aren't prepared for anything. They're, they're too cushy in what they have and they, they're not, nobody is really ready for any national disaster, big, big disasters. And they happen every year. We have hurricanes every year and people still aren't prepared for
0: them. Yeah. So, so Frank, before we, um, before we close out the uh, future of the gun here, um, that was, <laughs> yeah, I know we got a little off topic that happens a lot around here. So, you know, we we talked about smart guns. I think that was like, what, at this point, four years ago, right? right? Uh, what are the cool guns that you're seeing coming out now? Like, what's the, the, the things that you think that some of the technology you were talking about, that those things are, we're starting to see that nowadays?
1: Yeah, what actually surprised me is that the platform we see now, I mean, the M4, the, in the it, it isn't going to be replaced with anything very soon. And as, as I ran around and talked to engineers at all the big firearms companies um, again and again I, I heard that that platform just it, it wasn't going to go going to go away anytime soon uh, either is is the, the, the basic cartridge we use you know it, it's pretty old-fashioned stuff I mean it's what mid 19th century invention um, that we're using I mean we've built both technologies come a long way powders have come a long way um, we're, We've done a lot of things with, with that technology but it's topped out and it's just it's amazing that we don't see any big replacement for that yet. I, I did talk to some guys who have patents um, on special things using energy, direct energy impulses and other kind of things and, and sound impulses, um, would actually be self-defense weapons in, in different ways. But those things are a long way from from being marketable, from being real, from being something you could actually carry and use. Um, but they are being talked about and there, there are patents for them and there's, there's millions being spent looking into them and how, how do we do them? Um, but they're not here yet. The scariest thing I see now this is talking to the military people, um, is what drones are, are about to be capable of. And I saw this when I wrote The Future of the Gun, it was 45 years ago, um, but we're, we're right there now um, where they can attach an actual firearm, and a, a shootable firearm onto a drone system, a tiny little thing that can fly in your window um, and very accurately uh, take you out uh, rather noiselessly. Um, and that's where we're going with this kind of thing. Uh, where a swarm of them can come down and do this kind of, this is where the military is going, And will this then translate over into will people start to use this kind of technology out there in the real world? I mean, there's YouTube videos of people attaching 1911s to a a drone and going out and actually shooting the thing. And it's funny to watch that drone go flying when the gun goes off. So there's already people playing with it in that weird regard, but where technology is taking us with that, um, and that whole one-shot program uh, that we've seen, the tracking point thing that came and went several times and now they're trying to come back again, um, those kind of systems, where they can actually find a particular person. I mean, attach facial recognition, I talked about a few engineers on this, to a, to a piece of optic that is a thinking kind of optic with the smarts of one of our cell phones. Uh, that way they can actually find a certain face and decide who not to shoot and who to shoot based on different physical characteristics. I mean, it, That all can be programmed in as interesting. You can pull the trigger and it could literally take those people out uh, as you go down. And, and that technology is there. It has to be integrated right now. So we're at this cusp of this kind of electronics being added to the old fashioned firearm. The fashion firearm isn't going away right now, but with electronics being added to it and creating, giving us this new kind of kind of Orwellian scary future in some ways, because what could government do with it? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, but it's interesting. And, and that's where we're, that's where we're going.
0: Yeah. Uh, the sword has two edges, right? You know, there's, there's always a good thing and a bad thing that comes out of it. So you think we're pretty close to like uh living, living through the movie Terminator basically. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, it's the the military technology is already just about there. I mean, not them taking over the world, machines getting out of life and and coming to get us kind of thing. But where, yeah, a a swarm of drones can come down and take out an opposing army. Yeah, we're right. Right. That's just about to happen the next five years.
0: Yeah. Tim not Tim says, uh, what about a flamethrower on a drone? (laughs) <laughs> yeah. You know, and then someone's calling for a lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know how close we are to lightsaber technology. You yeah. Know, isn't I, that
2: one of the, the possible attachments for the AR-15?
0: Yeah. Right. <laughs> lightsaber. And, you know, um, I know that there was, wasn't there something in the news recently about um, AI can now think of what we're thinking, can predict what we're thinking. I saw something yeah. in the news about this. Let me see if I could pull it up. There was something that said um, AI can think what we're thinking, can predict what we're thinking. Now, let me see if I could pull that up. You guys go ahead and talk amongst yourselves.
1: <laughs> we'll just we'll just uh, take over this show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so well, AI like- is funny though, isn't it? I mean, AI is. You look at the definition of AI, and it's it's just about any. If, program that can do some programming on its own i mean just anything mm-hmm. um, it's such a big definition and so people are so scared of it what's this thing going to do is it going to be the next terminator I, I i'm not so sure i'm not so sure i'm scared of ai at this point in time i i don't see the matrix coming tomorrow
0: yeah okay so here we go just search on um, the robot that can read your mind so um you know The robot that can read your mind, creepy black mirror style machine scans your brain to recreate the face you're thinking about. So, Mm. yeah, that's interesting. Psychologists have created a creepy machine that can peer into your mind's eye with incredible accuracy. The AI studies electrical signals in the brain to recreate faces being looked at by volunteers. It could provide a means of communication for people who are unable to talk, as well as the development of prosthetics controlled by thoughts. Um. Yeah, what was that movie with uh, Tom Cruise where they could, you know, uh, where he where they were predicting murders and things like that into the future? Oh, Minority Report. Yeah, Minority Report. Yeah, yeah, he was totally gonna kill people. <laughs> yeah, let's get him right now. So that yeah, that's interesting. We are living on the we're living on the edge of that. It's pretty, you know. Uh, And I think, honestly, we should have been here a long time ago. I think a lot of technology has been slowed down in some ways, you know, and we haven't developed the things like, you know, we have this, but we don't have freaking flying cars, really. We're close, though. I know we're close. Well, if we we don't want to have it so soon, we want to slow it
1: down. Let's just put government in charge
0: of it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. exactly yeah you know the number one thing they want to do is figure out like who's going to control the airwaves look drones came out and became very very useful um to us as as people creating content and then they decided they're going to regulate that that you know these little tiny baby drones that we're using to record stuff is going to somehow bring down planes yeah well some of the bigger
1: ones could I, i get that but there should be a size thing we should be reasonable right
0: yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let's go on to one of the other books here. Um, which one's your favorite that we haven't picked, man? I'm gonna let you Yeah, you know, we haven't talked about the Ultimate Man Survival Guide. Yeah. I'm running out of time here,
1: Hank. How much time we have left? Oh, um, we got we got about forty five minutes. Yeah. Well I yeah. didn't know it was on for that long.
0: I, I can't oh. I can't stay that long. Oh, okay, yeah. If you can't, um how much time do you have left? I about ten minutes. Ten minutes. Okay, well let's do let's uh, see the the, yeah. the survival guide. <laughs> yeah. Let's do the survival guide. I think that's very important to uh, people out there. Let's talk about that.
1: Yeah. That book's about all the skills a man should know. I mean, how many guys today don't even know how to change a tire. Right. Um, and, and that opens with the bull uh, running anecdote I, I I told earlier, but it, it, I went to everyone out there I mean, from UFC fighter, Matt Hughes, uh, to Juan Macha with running at the bulls, to G Gordon, Lydia on overcoming your fear, uh, to Greg Stuby, the green beret on how to, how to be a hero. Um, to, to nail down all the parts of a man and what we should actually know. So I went through heroism and the sports and survival I and mean, there's gun stuff in there where I spent time with Omar Keefe and American Rifleman and that kind of stuff. Um, so all that stuff's in there, so all packed into a book based on real guys and real people who are experts out there who really can, can give us this stuff straight. Um, very compartmentalized and fun to read. So
0: yeah, that's what that book is. That's why it's done so well. Right, and this is the book that we have right here. Yep. So you guys can see, and you've got things in there like how to fight off a bear, how to set a dislocated joint. And I've been to charged to,
1: by too many bears. Uh, <laughs>
0: yeah, um, from New York
1: to Yukon to, to Alaska. Yeah. I've been charged by an elephant in in, in South Africa. Even no.
0: Yeah, what? Is, so how? So you, I'm assuming this is how to fight off a bear without a big, massive four-five-four casul. <laughs> that's that's. What I'd you're rather talking a about.
1: shotgun actually, because it's just yeah. that's harder to shoot accurately at that close range on a charging bear right 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 it's blurry fast okay and i've sprayed them with bear spray and and i've had guns to do it too um yeah it's it'd be pretty hard with a handgun. i wouldn't want to do it with a handgun i'm not saying it can't be done i'm not going to using a handgun i just right. don't think it's the most effective tool to use to stop a charging bear now the biggest problem with bears is just understanding the bear you're dealing with and and what that bear is about to give you i mean if it's a sow with a cub especially a black bear she's probably false charging you depending on the situation unless you're right on top of the cub you know but if it's a lone male bear black bear especially or a grizzly that then you really have to kill that bear if it gets past a certain point um and I, i've been through that I, I spent a week with a guy in montano does that for a living with a carillion bear dog making the bears charges because they're trying to get him away from people's homes okay. you know I was charged over and over again for days on end by going through this process with this guy um which is nerve ratt- rattling but when you understand what the bears are doing you understand what that bear is and you start to you start to get a read on it, where he's going to go. And every bear is an individual, so you don't always know what's going to happen. But it's, it's only been once that I was truly scared by a bear and I was going to kill that bear. And luckily she, she stopped right before me. It was, it was five feet um, and she slowed down. She came to a skid. But I thought that, that was go and I was about to kill her. But um, so it, and I'm not saying I can't get real serious real fast, but it's just understanding what that bear is doing and the cues you, in order to, to, to fight that bear. It's interesting, you look at all the bear attacks, anybody with a dog always lives. Why? Because mm-hmm. that dog ticks off the bear and the bear doesn't do what he thinks he's going to do and he leaves. Mm-hmm. Anybody with a dog, if you're walking with a dog, you're, you're, you're going to be fine in a bear attack. It's, it's yeah. amazing. Worst case, rules, scenario, to your dog.
0: Yeah. Worst case scenario, you pick up your dog, you throw him at the bear, yeah. and you take <laughs> the him. dog, and you're all set. <laughs> well, I you know, it's funny, though. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you might have, like, Patrick has a little tiny, like, uh, oh, wiener dog who thinks he's a bear. He's a,
2: he's a lap mutt, and he thinks <laughs> he's a big old dog.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, but, but I think that the true part of that is first, you want to know how to even avoid getting into that situation. And then obviously you want to know what to do when you get in there and you've got to be really loud. Right. And then the bears will avoid you. No, I mean, I
1: I, like, I'm a hunter. Right. And I've been charged with bears in Alaska and the Yukon while I've been hunting. Right. And how can I go loud? I'm trying to kill a moose or whatever I'm after. So I I have to be smart in other ways. I can't just go in there (laughs) making noise with bells on me and all that kind of stuff. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah. I have to understand those animals and I have to be able with that firearm of my choice to put down that animal if it crosses a certain threshold. I mean, my life is more important than the, than the bears. Yeah. And you we'll hear that from one of these activists out there, they'll tell you the opposite. But you know, that's, that's I think we'd all agree with that. Um, so you have to understand those animals and, and understand your firearm of choice and they are practiced appropriately with moving targets so you can accomplish that task.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I see someone here said that a, a bear killed their dog sorry to hear about that. That's g- could not be, could not be fun, you know? Um, um, and go ahead.
2: I was just going to say a little bit back to the book. I think, uh, and we, we've covered on the, we've talked about this a little bit, but uh, a lot of men and a lot of people that I even know don't have what I would consider manly skill sets, uh, even basic stuff, working around the house, working on your car. They, they just, there are things that people, a lot of people I know just aren't capable or, or don't, or choose not to do. Are you
0: are you trying to talk bad about me? I'm not talking. Actually, I'm actually. Who <laughs> in mind that I know uh, <laughs> who, who doesn't
2: know how to do anything? Yeah, I mean, he's a great person, but he, he. I don't think he could fix a leaky faucet.
1: Yeah, I'm how unmanly is that too? And the guy can't do anything. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. necessarily have to be a like his home or something, but yeah. I mean, if he can't even change a flat tire, yeah,
0: you know, yeah, or the um, first aid
1: stuff that's so critical that a guy a guy any of us should know. Right, if he doesn't know any of that stuff, I'm sorry, you're not a man.
0: Yeah, and we're living in a world of YouTube, dude. YouTube tells you how to do anything. Now, I don't know what you think because I know I know you don't have that much time. I know I, what is the number one thing that a man should know how to do? What's the What do you think if you could? If there was only one thing, the number one skill. Yeah. Oh, I'd say it, how to. It, it, in life. You know. Oh, it, okay. It, I was thinking exactly. like making love, but okay. <laughs> well. <yeah. Sure. laughs>
1: well let's get your wife on for a second we'll see how you've done there
0: um, you're not allowed to come on and (laughs) answer any questions right now don't even think Uh, about it stay over there woman (laughs) you
1: know we're all physical human beings and understanding how to apply a tourniquet and do and do cpr and some of that basic stuff is just so fundamentally key you know i I, i've a great answer man part of that and you
0: know that's just
1: when you run into it, it it's there's nothing more real
0: Absolutely. That's a great answer. Okay. So, listen, I I know I don't want to keep you. I know you had a bunch of things to do. I did want you to get to uh, come in and talk about the books. We'd love to have you come on again, talk about the books, things going on in politics and stuff like that. For the folks out there who uh, would like to get in touch with you or um, buy the books or follow you, I know you do a bunch of different things. Just tell people out there how to keep in touch with you.
1: All my books are on Amazon or Barnes and Noble. Uh, I write a column for Forbes. Go to Forbes.com, put in Frank Minnitree, you'll find my stuff. Same with American First Freedom. I write a column for the NRA. Uh, you'll, you'll find all my stuff. Um, really, I'm out there. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I'm not hard to find. Absolutely. Um, As, you know, uh, Hank, real quick, has Lola set up a, a link on Amazon? Do we have a link? To
0: um, yeah, I think there's a link in the description for Amazon, right, Lola? Yeah. I, yeah. I just went and bought it. I didn't realize there
2: was a link, but I didn't have a copy, so I just went and bought one.
0: Awesome. Very I'm cool. excited to, to read through it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, uh, you know, Forbes is missing uh, an article on uh, a YouTube guy with a mohawk and all that kind of stuff that lives in Florida. I think well, someone should pitch this to Forbes, man. I, I know a guy. We need another strange article. There's no doubt. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Listen, man, I don't want to keep you any longer. I know you got a lot of stuff to do. Thanks for coming on, man. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Hank. All right, Frank. Peace. There you go. Okay. So thanks a lot to Frank for coming on. That was a pretty good conversation. Very Interesting guy. Yeah, he is. He's done a lot of stuff.
2: Yeah. I I'm a little envious.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm
2: I'm not to that age yet,
0: but maybe, maybe when I'm there, hopefully I can have
2: run with the bulls and charge them done the suicide
0: charge on bulls. You got your whole life. That's the type of shit I'm doing when I'm really old. (laughs) I have to be so old that I don't care anymore. Like that old lion that's trying to die. (laughs) Right now, I'm still young enough to not want to die.
2: You pee yourself and you don't know if it's the bull or if it's just incontinence causing it.
0: (laughs) Like, yeah, he went out fighting the bulls. Okay, that's good. (laughs) You know, so, uh, but yeah, he has done a lot of cool stuff. So I encourage you guys to check him out. Yeah, the
2: book, I I actually looked through the book while I was at uh, Big Daddy Guns the other day. It's, It's a really interesting read. Um, for anybody that I think it's only like twelve dollars on Amazon.
0: Yeah, it's, you're talking about, about the bad. ultimate guide right here. Yeah, the ulti- <laughs> oh, just just ultimate yeah guide. with the with the four fifty four It doesn't come with one of these, but <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, but yeah, it's it's a really interesting read, and for twelve bucks, it will go on my my man yeah. shelf.
0: And I'm not sure exactly which ones are on Audible, but you guys can uh, look out for that. and I'm sure
2: he said he had a couple. So for for us non-readers.
0: Yeah. Um, K.S. Harris wants to know what's Frank's Twitter so I can thank him. Frank Miniter. Uh, he said yeah. it was just Frank Miniter. At Frank Miniter. Yeah, at Frank Miniter. At That's Frank Miniter. Uh, yeah. And
2: if anybody's curious, it's M-I-N-I-T-E-R.
0: Right. Right. Okay. <laughs> and um, he's also got a YouTube page, which I think is Frank Miniter as well. We'll try to get that into the description here at some point. I don't have it in there right now. Okay, people, we're not over yet. Babyface and I, we're still, we still got some time here. We're going to talk about other things going on. So please click the thumbs ups. I don't know where we're at, but let's get those thumbs ups going here. And um, so, do you want to talk about what's going on with Alex Jones, man? Let's. Uh... And so, I haven't seen a whole lot about it. I think you might know more than me. Okay, so here, um, let me see. You want me to share the story with you?
2: Yeah. Okay. So he what? He got
0: more strikes because he's fucking crazy. <laughs> um crazy I mean like, I get like a fox
2: <laughs> I don't agree I don't agree with him being censored, but I also don't agree with with a whole lot of what he has to yeah say. so
0: here's where I'm talking about with the with the Alex Jones thing. Well, you know what the weird thing is here is that um I think every now and then Alex Jones gets some stuff. he's like those um, tabloid magazines you see like The Enquirer and all that yeah, market yeah he's he's yeah. the guy that would report on Bat boy being a real thing. Yeah. And every now and then that will be some real shit.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, a, 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 what is it? A, a broken clock is, is correct twice a day. So no, I like
0: think he, I think <laughs> Alex Jones really does have, I mean, I've actually listened to him. Uh, I don't listen to him all the time, but I think he has some things and what's going on here is that, um, you know, so here's the article. It says one strike away from YouTube band, Alex Jones begs Parkland survivor to come on the show. So, um, it seems that he, he's he been out there talking about all these different shootings and things like that that have been going on. And it looks like in this article, I'm not going to get deep into it here, but it looks like he uh, CNN actually was out there pushing for him to get another strike, or at least that's what he's claiming. And they were reporting on that. The weird thing about this to me, over everything going on with Alex Jones, is that he's not the only one. He's probably just the most famous person that we're actually going to see get into the news on this.
2: CNN is taking almost like personal attacks to a new level. Did you see the other day when they went after some old lady who ran a, a Trump Facebook group? No. Yeah. This woman was like 65 or 70. She ran a pro Trump group
0: on Facebook as his, as our right to do that. Yeah.
2: And, um, their claim is that some of the members were, uh, were Russian agents. They were there to, to push propaganda. Um, and they they went to her house this is cnn went to her house and like called her out knocked on the door and were like hey tell us about this it's like you can't yeah. you can't make personal attacks against just everyday citizens because they're putting something you don't like on Facebook. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. Someone's asking about CNN. Has anyone seen the new video on YouTube? CNN invents new gun style, the full semi auto. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to look this up. No, it's, <laughs> I did see this actually. I think Tyvan sent this to me. They uh, CNN was talking to some kind of general and uh, the guy was, they were in a, they were in a gun store that has a range and the reporter was shooting, which he was like a big baby shooting and then the general i think is the one who said yeah now you can because the general was just doing one shot at a time yeah and then he said yeah now you could go you could go full oh, Jesus. <laughs> and basically what he meant is he's gonna do like uh five successive shots or something yeah like that. yeah
2: did you see the uh i i just saw this recently the msnbc comment from today oh my god uh they're they're have you seen this their no, argument what? that their their argument is pistol bullets won't stop a mass
0: shooter because they're too slow (laughs) yes i I heard yeah i saw the headline i didn't dig into it it. what the hell
2: basically the tweet that they put out was like uh rifle bullets go three times quicker are they really effective against mass shooters like yeah just because a rifle bullet zipping at you know three thousand feet a second doesn't mean something going 1100 feet a second It, it just the whole the whole thing is like they they are just showing their their stupidity to the world. Yeah. So
0: they're saying. So what's the slowest round? I know, like a forty-five. Slowest round. Of, uh, slowest uh, common is like
2: a forty-five ACP going yeah. what eight fifty nine hundred. Yeah. Sub-common. So I'm Total sorry. Uh,
0: one good forty-five. <laughs> yeah. Or a nice double tap of a you forty-five don't need to shoot on that guy. You with a forty-five for me to stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just show me that thing. <laughs> you can show me the bullets.
2: I mean, if you yeah, really like, want to argue man. it, you're talking a fifty-five grain going 3,000 feet a second versus a 45, 230 grain going 900. I don't want to get hit by any of it. No, I don't want any no. part of any of that.
0: No, I, I, th- these people just don't understand, man. That's what's no, going they, they're, on.
2: They're, you, they have no idea what they're talking about, and they're trying to make headlines that uh, push their narrative. That's all it is. That's that's all it is.
0: Yeah, Even absolutely.
2: if the even if the, uh, the headlines are, are not false per se, but – But misleading, misrepresenting the
1: truth.
0: Right. Absolutely. And so, you know, here's the thing that I want to make the connection with Alex Jones of what's going on, Alex. So the unfortunate situation that we have in today's world is that like my channel being deleted, a bunch of channels that have made their all their channels private and folks that are getting strikes uh, left, right and center here. Um, that's not gonna make news, but because you know Alex Jones, this is how the media works, right That you know basically that's what's gonna make news. He's not the only person I mean we've had what was it like 50, 60 Airsoft people just wiped out you know Which just deleted from YouTube.
2: Which is yeah. crazy to me. I, don't, I can't believe that they went after Airsofters.
0: I believe it, man. These people it's like
2: the most benign of any sort of shooting sport out there, airsofting.
0: Right. Well, they, they well now. And they, so they went after those guys. They've also killed a bunch of channels that were just talking and talking about stuff going on in like Vegas and all that kind of stuff. I think, you know, and obviously, you know, we're seeing this big story with Alex Jones. You know what I think is happening? If you go back to the firearm again, when was that? That was like uh, 2013. Yeah, 2013. I think it was at the end of 2012, 2013.
2: <sighs> yeah, it was a nightmare.
0: Yeah. So you, you were having the same thing happening. You know, you had Obama in the White House. You had a unfortunate incident at a school in Connecticut. And then, OK, we're going to we're going to make gun control laws. Everyone's panic buying, getting into guns. And there was lots of attention going on here. The, the social media guys like myself, I really was I was not in the game back then. And um, lots of guys that are out there now, like Hickok and uh, Iraq veteran, Military Arms Channel, all those guys, nothing fancy. All these guys are pushing back and they mobilize people and really push back against this. You got the Tea Party and all that kind of stuff. I think that these guys realize all of that. They're all about stats, as you know. Right. Mm Right. And they can predict what's going on here, and they know this time around what they have to do is quiet those voices before we get everyone. That's exactly they. You go. quiet the dissenting
2: voice, and it's going to look like nobody's up against whatever they're trying to push. That's exactly what it is.
0: Right. Absolutely. And so, you know, that's why I'm 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 going to refuse to ever let these guys uh, silence my voice here, no matter what happens. We are we are pushing back with YouTube. Last night, actually, after we got off air, um, there, there's several people that were trying to do something here for us, but, um, that stuff didn't really work out because I'm not in one of the networks that yeah. exist out there, so they can't really do anything. But I did dig through, um, I was talking to someone and they, they told me, Hey, if, if you ever communicated with anyone at YouTube, email that person because yeah. they know you're a human being, maybe they'll do something. So I went through my old emails cause I was at one time communicating with, uh, you know with YouTube so um so what, what's the matter lola you found a communication two years ago. yeah so i found a communication from like 2 years ago when i was actually dealing with them um, and you did the why i vote video yeah i think yeah at this point was that was that 2 years ago at least a year and a half ago was was i about. was actually they actually youtube actually asked me to do this uh video about why like why people should vote or encouraging people to vote and then what they told me was listen if you do this video And then don't publish it and wait on us. We'll publish it at a certain time on, there's a YouTube channel that has like maybe 20, 30 million people. And there were other people, they're well aware of where my politics lean and all that. They told me they had no problem with it. I did the video, didn't publish it, waited for them. They never came to me and said, okay, now we're gonna put up your video. But they put up other videos so I complained to them. And then I never heard from them again. Of course. I reached out in those emails and sent out a bunch of emails. Um, a lot of those people don't have those jobs anymore, or don't work there. One yep. person replied and um, actually got some uh, the ball rolling. That's good. So late last night, they uh, they sent us via email, of like a link to a form that we could fill out. And we've done that. Now we're wait. They said they're gonna escalate my uh, case, I guess, which means float it up to the top, I guess. Uh, yeah, with all the other cases. Yeah. Now, so exactly. There's a lot of cases out there. Who knows when something's going to come out of that. That's just the situation of what's going on here with everyone. I'm sure you guys want to know. We, I think we still have to keep like, you know, reaching out to them and pushing that situation. But um, one of the interesting things that they said is that I was in that program and then they made some changes and something happened, and I got dropped out of that program of mysteriously. You
2: I wonder what that could have been. <laughs> I have no idea what could have gotten you drummed out of that program.
0: Yes, and apparently, if I was still in that program from the first strike, I would have been able to do something about it, etc. Oh, you know. So, um, you know. So, someone's asking me something there. Sorry, like my my, my messages are going. I know your phones go crazy yeah going crazy right now so you know that's where we're at with this but i really think that you see a lot of pushing back and i'm not i don't know if it's the entirety of youtube or people inside of youtube <laughs> that are rogue or you know obviously there's also policies there or maybe right. people on the outside that are trolling us or all hey, of you them
2: know, like richard hughes says you could always pull the race card and be like
0: it's because i'm black <laughs> um yeah <laughs> drum, drum me out because i'm black <laughs> Listen, you know me. Oh, I know. (laughs) Yeah, I. you know, this is like, uh, you know, I'm proud of being black and everything, but that's like a a last resort kind of thing. But listen, hey.
2: That's exactly what it is.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure and and I'm out there making noise. So even though it wasn't a a big channel, I was out there making noise. That squeaky wheel, they instead of greasing the squeaky wheel, they just threw it in the dumpster. (laughs) Right, right. So, um, I think, okay, so let's talk about the rally and tally. Have you had a chance to look this up?
2: Yeah, we did a little talking about this earlier. Um, I, it sounds like the whole, everybody's going to be driving up Sunday to join in. Um, I'm waiting on some hard information on, uh, what bills are going through right now in Florida. And I, cause I, I want to read through before I, I make any hard decisions myself, I want to read through all the bills firsthand. So I'm not getting secondhand information. Um, so I, I somebody should be getting some be some of that information. If I don't get it within the next couple of days, I will try to Google it myself. I guess <laughs> try to yep. find out what bills are we're going to protest slash uh, agree with.
0: Yeah, let's pull up. Um, yeah, if anyone has links to those to these proposed bills, you know, I'll share it with us so we can share it with everyone else. The rally and tally, you can find it on Facebook if you search. Hashtag rally and tally. And uh, basically there's, um, you'll get all the information you need there. It's on March 4th. Um, It says uh, Sunday at 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. Florida Historic Capitol Museum. Okay, go there, you're gonna get all the info. Uh, I don't really, so let me see what it says here. Rally all patriots and pro 2 a groups at the state capitol to protest any further moves to chip away our second amendment rights This is a non-open carry rally. However, if you are able to conceal carry legally, by all means, do so. Um, You know, and I'm not trying to like telegraph too much info about what we're going to do. But basically, Patriots, Second Amendment supporters are going to be getting together peacefully, going to the rally, going to uh, Tallahassee, to the State House to let our feelings on proposed laws. Yeah, be heard. Absolutely. And I think along the way, uh, Babyface has a point here. You know, let's look at these laws that they're trying to put into effect and uh, make sure we're aware of what's going on here. So if anyone's planning on going there, let me know. I think that we will be leaving from either here or the gun store and we're going to be rolling out there together, but I don't know all the details right now just because there's like a crap, crap ton of stuff going on. So someone wants to know why non open carry, because we're not really trying to, you know, we're not trying to do, we're not trying to do something to uh, create, situations that other people out there would like to create how about that yeah, can, uh,
2: yeah i don't i don't think i don't think everybody's going you're not going there looking to argue with anybody you're just going to show force and say look we stand against these proposed legislations
0: yeah absolutely um someone's asking me something uh here that, about the sheriff that I, i'm not going to repeat right now until i see it um <laughs> So Steve Steve O'Bear says, you ought to see if you can get some other gun tubers from outside of Florida to show support. Uh, yeah, I can see what we can do. But right now, everyone's kind of scrambled and uh, trying to do their stuff locally. I don't want to put pressure on people to do things. I think the first people that have responsibility here is those of us in Florida, right? And I know not everyone here in Florida can participate in this. Tallahassee cannot actually handle everyone in Florida showing up there but, um, you know, we need to get a bunch of people to come down there and make their voices heard. I mean, that's really the point of all this, right? We don't want to be a news blip like, hey, something crazy happened here. So, you know, um let's go that route. Let me see what else. There was something else I wanted to cover here. Okay, so I think uh, Lola has on the board here something from FedEx. So did FedEx come out with a statement?
2: Yeah, they... Um basically came out saying that they support gun control, but they're not going to, uh, they they don't blow with the political winds. They're going to uh, keep allowing NRA uh, percentages off, whatever it's called. I can't think right now. Clearly yeah. my brain's not working. NRA discounts. Uh, yeah, um, They're going to continue allowing NRA discounts, but they do. The the thing that I saw that I didn't agree with was they said that they do think that there needs to be a change in the gun laws and, Gun control needs to be a thing. That's what FedEx said. (laughs) That's their two halves. We still have the ability to get a discount with them, which I never even knew I had. Me neither. And and they don't think civilians should own assault weapons.
0: Yeah. So.
2: um, You better watch out because I'm going to turn this hammer into an assault hammer (laughs) to start (laughs) assaulting.
0: yeah so you know i mean seriously here so yeah. i see here uh, and we were talking about this hold on what's lola okay to paraphrase fedex says they'll never cancel a customer's corporate discount because of politics yeah but they'll publicly denounce those politics to ensure the customer won't use their services anyway what kind of bullshit is that
2: yeah uh,
0: yeah um yeah might not want to use uh FedEx for all the guns and stuff like that that go through the country. Let's see how much of a bite that will take out of them. And then what happens when UPS decides the same yeah. Well, Lola's saying what happens when UPS decides the same thing. First of all, actually FedEx was better than UPS in my opinion yes. with this, but Hey, if FedEx wants to do that, then we should consider not giving them our business. If UPS goes that route, we still have the post office. I don't know if they can actually do all these things. And if all of them go that route, I say someone starts a bit, me and you, baby face. We're gonna start our own shipping company. Yeah, we'll, we'll buy a van and we'll drive guns all over the country. Oh God, this sounds illegal. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, um, know, gotta do yeah. is transport it. Uh, I I say airships. We can use airships, man. <laughs> airships come into the like, future. Like hot air balloons and dirigibles. Just, dirigibles just drop them over the edge. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. This is the technology we're supposed to be using. <laughs> you know, so yeah, that's a little bit crazy. So now, did you see this thing from Laura Ingram's? Uh, on the truth about guns. No. She says um, she put up this thing. Broward deputies told not to enter Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. On Monday, Fox News host Laura Ingram revealed in an exclusive that Broward County Sheriff's deputies were supposedly told not to enter Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School unless they had body cameras on, which they did not. And that's a report from Daily Wire. If that's true, Sheriff Israel's career is toast or should be. Um, oh, should be, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Ingram also uh, revealed the police lost radio transmissions during the shooting, which also happened at the mass shooting at Fort Lauderdale Airport shooting last year, which is also Broward County. Um, Uh, Fox News later reported the Broward County Sheriff's deputies would not let medical personnel into the school while students bled out until the school was cleared. And uh, police in South Florida may have missed more signs about school shooter. I'm not mentioning his name uh, than previously thought. Broward County Sheriff Scott Israel said his deputies answered calls for dispatch to his home no more than 23 times. Yep. So (laughs) there you go. You see uh, Axis and Armament on
2: Facebook today posted Maxime Waters. uh, She posted something on Twitter, something dumb as usual. her Mm -hmm. her quote from twitter i don't know how these nazi trump supporters can blame sheriff israel his officers simply didn't want to contribute to the gun violence the nra is the real real (laughs) villain here oh my lord she's such an
0: idiot wow she
2: really is i don't know how anybody can vote that person back into office that's just insane
0: yeah um and then some people are calling um scott peterson a victim the deputy
2: i don't understand that <laughs> i'm not sure i understand where that's coming from but i mean uh, anybody can be a victim of anything what is he a victim of
0: yeah well i know right now he's got um you know he, he's got a uh, uh, he's got police guard so that's better he than is, the he's kids a victim had.
2: of 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 being a pansy
0: <laughs> yeah the fact that he has a police guard is better than what the kids in that school had that day
2: yeah. So what's the point in what's the point of being a, a cop on duty at a at a school if you're not gonna help out when something goes wrong? That's what your job
0: is. Yeah. And and then I see this article about Lawrence O'Donnell. What's that? Yeah, th- that you were talking about bullets too slow to stop Yeah. A right?
2: Cold. How insane is that? Yeah. <laughs> They're too slow, man. We better throw our pistols away. They're way too slow to stop a rifle round. Wow. It's it's insane, right? (laughs) Are you reading
0: that quote? Yeah. So here's what he says. Uh, 2,182 miles per hour. That's how fast the bullets were moving when they came out of that AR-15. Um, so he says, uh, 3,200 feet per second. That's what those kids were trying to outrun. That's three times the speed of a bullet leaving a nine millimeter handgun. Um, Not entirely wrong, but that doesn't mean a nine millimeter bullet is so slow except in slow mo, or a nine millimeter bullet is three times less deadly than a 223. Yeah, I mean, what the hell is he, you know? It's insane.
2: That to me is just total stupidity.
0: I think he looked at the Matrix too much, you know, and he's totally lost any sense of reality here. Wow okay i'm
2: trying to look up i i know that the uh fbi has statistics on uh lethality of rounds that they've used throughout the years and seen i i thought the uh the most proficient most uh efficient round was like a 357 mag Uh, but i'd have to go find it it's somewhere in their their database somewhere okay but yeah it's just that whole that whole like (laughs)
0: <laughs> if someone had 22s in there to it's shoot this,
2: just uh, as it would, deadly it can be just yeah. as deadly you're insane
0: yeah absolutely okay so let's look through let's look into some other stories here before we wrap up um we got, some, we got a little bit of time here um it's on the uh the blog about firearms today yeah Let's see what you find there. Or what do you guys want to talk about? Let us know.
2: Yeah, we're we're kind of we're kind of at a loss don't, right now. Don't forget
0: crazy. to don't forget to hit the thumbs up. There's lots of news going on here, so I don't even know like where where to start. Okay, Amazon acquires Ring. You know the company Ring that makes oh, those uh doorbells? doorbells? Yeah. yeah, I think they bought them for like a billion dollars. Good for them. Yeah. Amazon's buying up everybody right now. Yeah, man. You know. That's where the the uh, AI revolution starts with with the ring. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Mike Mike Bryant wants to talk about prism sites.
2: Prism sites? I we haven't. Yeah. I've never used one. You have one sitting in the cottage. Yeah. Um, but I've never actually used one. I don't think. You have one yeah. of those right there. the The primary arms three times prism. There's a there's one sitting in the cottage right now that we oh. need to review probably.
0: <laughs> um probably yeah yeah let's see what's going on here so yeah i don't know what mike wants to talk about with that but uh hillbilly nitro says didn't ups stop shipping guns at some point a couple of years ago or at least had some issues?" no no, no no
2: i i shipped firearms from them uh ups and uh fedex hubs are both like literally around the corner from me um and i've used both of them to ship firearms my this beretta i actually had to send back to beretta and I think I used UPS for it. They had yeah. no problems with it. You just have to use their hub. You can't use like a regular drop-off location.
0: Yeah. So let's see. There was someone. Uh, someone wants to know where the gorn is at.
2: I don't. I don't have anything
0: good sitting around. Yeah. There. I've been and, too busy. Yeah, and wicked good weaponry wants to talk about panic buying and price gouging. And so so I, I haven't noticed
2: it yet, but we also work or I soon will be working alongside you with a company that doesn't do that. Um, yeah. So I, I no longer buy from, well, after and the, the rest, last time that that happened, I don't I mean, buy from no, I'm taking
0: I'm taking this B-channel's life in my own hands here, but <laughs> here's, here's a bullpup.
2: Here's some here's Gorn, here's and here's that some, is some nice Gorn.
0: This is a X 95 you guys have seen this many times with the, uh with a No Trigicon. No, Trigicon. Trigicon. Yep. There you go on there. Uh, the reflex, the uh, RX34, is on there. There you go. I
2: gotta, I gotta that's find a light, way to. to light powered. I gotta start finding a way to carry that on my bike. I need a, I need a motorcycle gun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh yeah okay. <laughs> so there you go, and I've got, of course, I've got my AK74 bolt up that I've had. That's what we train with. At Valor Ridge, yeah, Reed, Reed is going to be on tomorrow. Yeah, Lola wants me to remind you guys that when I was out at Valor Ridge, this is my was my backup gun, mm-hmm. and I actually wound up having to use it. And tomorrow, Reed Hendricks is going to be on, guys. So you better what? be here. That's be cool. here or be square. Reed's going to be in here. He's going to be pretty fired up.
2: Is he? Is he going to be talking politics? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> of course, he's going to be
0: talking politics. <laughs> he's either going to talk that or wrestling.
2: <laughs> wrestling like like old school wrestling from yeah
0: yeah he's a he's a fan of wrestling seriously no <laughs> kidding <he> really <laughs> yeah the last time he was on i was like so because we were talking politics and guns and stuff for a long time and i was like dude are you into anything else and he was like hey man i'm into wrestling i'm about to i'm about to watch some wrestling matches I right never, now
2: so. i've never been able to it's never been my thing
0: <laughs> oh he loves it he loves wrestling <laughs> You know, he knows all the old he was doing impersonations. You should go back and watch. I forgot what episode number that was. <laughs> I don't so,
2: have <laughs> we don't have it to refer to right now. Huh? So we
0: don't have it to refer oh, to. Oh yeah, it. it's not. I I've got to put that up on um the channel somewhere. So by the way, I am working on something. I'm working on a couple things so that I can get, you know, obviously I could start putting videos up here, but I'm I'm trying to figure out exactly where I'm gonna put my library. I do have my library of videos, I've always saved. My videos that I upload. So I've got all my videos on hard drives and stuff like that. It's a big task to put them somewhere. And, you know, plus you guys know we're working on things. So I'm coming up with a solution. I think one of the biggest problems that we have here, Patrick, is, you know, like I had 60,000 followers and when and YouTube owned the email addresses of those people. Right. So if I put up a video, it was up to YouTube to notify them or not notify them. I didn't have any control over that. And then when I lose access to that, now I don't have it at all, right? So I'm thinking I'm gonna do something where I can um, start growing a database of the people who wanna connect to me. And that way I will be, when things happen, so if something happens with this channel or on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, or Patreon, anywhere else that we're, that we're on, I would be able to communicate with with, uh, with folks. I'm working on that. It should be ready by tomorrow sometime. And then I will announce it. And then you guys can go there, hit me up with an email, and we'll be able to communicate with you. And in the future, I will also use that when we've got cool things, which I, I have a bunch of cool things. When we've got cool things to give away, we're going to use that. So there will be some benefits to it, I promise you to so, find some more gun news. We got 7 minutes.
2: Got to find 7 minutes worth of gun news.
0: Yeah. So, um <laughs> Let's see Go on, here. Go you, you, oh, you got to show, you got to show what guns you got. Oh, I mean, I've got this. I've got the Trying to think if there's anything the, down. The Ruger Super Red Hawk Alaskan. Uh, let's do, do you guys want to take a close-up look at that Ruger Super Red Hawk Alaskan? That bad boy. Look at that. Oh my gosh. That's the 454 Casull yeah so yeah that's a bear stopper right there <laughs> yeah there you can look at the um you can look at whatever you want to what the heck is this right here what's written on is it there? written on something written on it yeah it says something here but um, music lover know, wants I, to know what I think it's, sights
2: i like i like night sights for everything if i can put night sights on every
0: gun i would <laughs> Yeah. That's pretty badass, man. We got to shoot this thing. I think I have, I think I have uh, some, some ammo for this. 454. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure Tony gave me a bunch of ammo. <laughs> My hand's going to hurt afterwards. <laughs> yeah. We need to, we need to make that video. Come on. <laughs> you know, maybe on Saturday before we, before we go Sunday to this place or before I go. Do some shooting. Uh, yeah. We should, we should get some uh, gun videos done so that we could. We haven't done any in a while. We've got a backlog. We've been so busy with everything. Yeah, absolutely. So there you go. This is really, this is like a beautiful gun. I know I've shown it several times on here, but it's freaking
2: awesome. Uh, what brand? I've used, I typically use Trijicon if I can buy them, but they're, they've been so expensive lately. I don't I don't know. I hate paying 120 bucks for night sights. Um, I used on my Glock, I think I put the Trijicon HDs, which has like the red insert in the front, and it's just a line in the back. Um, I had some of those, and I I really really liked those. So the back was black, basically blacked out with just a little line underneath, and the front has the the tritium dot.
0: Yeah. So uh, what is this? Uh, Darth Mayhem says big revolvers have the slowest bullets. <laughs> <laughs> I know those for pistols. You don't want none of this. As you know, you don't want none of, this, none of these bad boys. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> so, um. Where's your, where's your, um, where's your cult? My personal,
2: oh, it's downstairs. You got one there. You got to go find. It's down in the safe right now.
0: Oh, I don't know where it is. Okay, here's let's my, do.
2: Here's my personal ahead. protection right now.
0: Yeah, always got a gun around. Uh, Where's Buckshot?
2: He is napping on the bed with Marley. She came home from work, and I he he left my side, and I guarantee he's asleep yeah. on the bed right now. Betrayed you?
0: It's right. It's exactly <laughs> I it was supposed right. to be man's best friend. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go Let, you know what let's do how about a wristwatch check before we get out of here for those folks who in the chat right now is into watches other than me and baby face let's check it hold make, on make your voice be heard let's see what you guys have going on let's see what Babyface has on on his wrist there Ooh. okay right hamilton,
2: there my hamilton khaki that i got for my birthday
0: That's very nice
2: automatic and clear backed automatic Turn yeah to- so
0: I love it. Yeah. And yeah. Go very, ahead. Show it to us one more time. There you very go. Very utilitarian. Hold it still. Hold it still. Very nice. Trying to get it so there's
2: no glare on it. Yeah. Very utilitarian watch. It's uh, almost kind of. It's a field khaki, so it's kind of like a military watch.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, Omega. Somebody's got an Omega Speedmaster. Oh, oh that's a cone nice. That is a. I. I'm a huge Omega fan.
0: Uh, Mason Miller says half past a freckle. <laughs> Lupe Castillo G-shocks has a G Shock. G Shocks are good watches. I, don't not start, like a thing, man. I don't, don't like start knocking. Don't I don't, don't like start them. knocking G Shocks, dude. What do you got? What's and on you your wrist? It. It. Okay, so you guys know that I joined Watch Gang and I got like my first uh, Watch okay. Gang watch. Let me bring see. It in, bring I, it in. Yeah, let me see if I could lock this here. And so I don't know if we can get this. To uh, you, the light's bouncing off the. the yeah, there's on. a lot. Of, there's a lot of light going on here, and it's already a white face. It's a Swatch? So, is that what it is? So, no, it's um, CX, which is Charmex Swiss military. Okay. Swiss military watch. So this is uh, Swiss made, automatic. I've got it upside down, I think. You got the back? Let's go. see the back of it. Yeah. Um, no, the back is not. Oh, yeah, it it's is. clear. Somewhere. Yeah, it's clear. Yeah, it's see-through, just like yours. Actually, this has the same movement as your watch. And, yep. So it has the same movement, and this was from... Um, watch gang which like i've got the 300 a month subscription and this is what came in there i like the rubber i like the rubber um what do you call this a strap i don't know what the proper you, yeah rubber. You like creature, rubber straps? yeah it's obviously like uh, yeah i like the cotton yeah anything that's not metal is a bracelet i mean anything metal is a bracelet anything that's not metal is a strap right yes yeah so there you go so um and look man it's got the bezel moves and all that. Yeah, you do. You, do you dive yeah. with that, so you can set
2: your time. Yeah. So if
0: I go down, di- if I go diving, scuba
2: diving, or you know, if you want to start your plane up, you can let it yeah. warm up for two minutes.
0: Yeah, exactly. The day after never, but I, I really like <laughs> to see that hand. I don't know if anyone could even see it, but I like to see the hand just going around there all smoothly. I don't know if we can see it though. <laughs> there's so many friggin' lights in here. Yeah, you got a lot of studio lights. Yeah, on. let me see if I can get it. If you if you look over here at the side, look at how smoothly that hand. It's, it's a sweep. Hand. That's called a sweep secondhand. Yeah. So there you go. It's going real smooth. So, um, you know, I think it, it's worth the 300 bucks. I think originally the uh, company said it was like eight, 900 bucks, But you know what? A lot of watches are getting devalued really fast nowadays because nobody wants them. Yeah, it's a kind of a dying thing. Yeah. That's why I like it, by the way. <laughs> that's why you get Jim Rance. Jimmy
2: Rance wants an EMP-proof watch. That's why you get a mechanical Get an automatic. You don't have to worry about it. It winds itself when you when you move around.
0: Yeah, that's both story. of these are mechanical. So
2: I do have a funny story um, that I'll throw out real quick. Uh, my my family actually owns a watch shop in Tampa, um, and a guy came in one time with a uh, Rolex of all things. An automatic. Well, Rolexes are all automatic. He brought it in and he said it's not working. It won't charge. So they took <laughs> it in. and They're like, okay, that's fine. We'll take it. We'll look at it. Uh, my cousin, who's the watchmaker there, wore it for like a week and it worked perfect. It was great. Kept great time. They called the guy back and they were like, as far as we can tell, it's working. They gave it back to him. He came back in a week later and said, look, it's still not working. I don't know what's under. what's." Is what's he working. not moving around? <laughs> Turns out his left arm was paralyzed. So oh. it didn't
0: move. Oh, <laughs> so, man. So
2: he literally was not able to move. And they were like, uh, I think it's time that you got a quartz watch.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well just put it on the put it on the other wrist. Yes, that's what it was like. Just just move it over to your right yeah, wrist. Or put it, it like, on your ankles or something. Yeah, your left wrist isn't doing mm. it. Be different. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what, seriously, I like I um I like watches, even though I know it's going out of favor with people because we got smartphones and all that kind of stuff. I like the mechanical aspect of it. I'm a huge fan. If anyone out there wants to get me a Rolex or a Hublot or you know you need a good omega you need a good yeah. speedmaster um, uh yeah speedmaster it's all good <laughs> yeah, the mechanical movement yeah i don't think uh you know these cameras aren't good enough to really do it but we no you don't we, you don't see the detail in it yeah at some point we'll get some better cameras in here and we'll do a watch thing cuz i know there's some folks out there that like that so yeah i i'm um, a
2: <laughs> carl brutalowski says rolex slapped face yeah. I guess he's not a Rolex guy.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, I mean I I never had a Rolex. Pre- oh,
2: Jimmy Jimmy Rance has a presidential Rolex. Those are very nice. Yeah. I uh, if I could afford a Rolex, I'd probably own one, but I'd rather buy a motorcycle right now. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather buy an Omega. If I were buying a high-end watch, it'd be an Omega over a Rolex.
0: I, I don't like- really care. I don't care what the name is.
2: As long as it's a good watch, yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I'm not really caught up in the name. I like Swiss movement. Yep, I like that. I like it being automatic or something self-powered, like maybe solar-powered. But you can't the EMP thing; you'll be doomed, <laughs> I guess, with the with the with that. But um, I like it being self-powered, uh, automatic. I like chronograph, even though I know people think like that's totally useless. Chronograph, Hank didn't know what that was the other day. I had yeah. to explain it to him. Yeah, I know what it is. It's the little circle-y thing. <laughs> no, it's not. So the
2: chronograph is a, is a high it's, precision. It's
0: when you have little circly things in the it's face. not what a chronograph is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, and, and I, I like everything all blacked out. I like everything uh, super stealth. So that's yeah, really I mean, all I care about. You
2: got a new one coming soon, maybe? A um, birthday yeah, present, maybe?
0: Yeah, Lola, you know, Lola got me something for my birthday.
2: That's coming up, isn't so,
0: it? Yeah you know so it's not a motorcycle for anyone who wants to know it'll be nice if lola got me a slingshot for my you know the, <laughs> the reverse the reverse trike lola come on oh you i thought you meant an a,
2: actual slingshot
0: no no I, I, i'll be fine if an actual slingshot but i want you know the slingshot is a reverse trike that's awesome you could put you could you could uh have your bullpup or something mounted to that yeah, like, you feel like you're in G.I. Joe. I've seen G.I. Joe toys. There like
2: that. was the other day. We were looking at Craigslist. Somebody local has, it's in Ocala. They have a 69, no, a 59 Triumph T 160 with a sidecar. I think it was a T160 with a sidecar attached. It was awesome. Completely restored. Had like the
0: the old blue on it. Oh, mm-hmm. Super. So- But it was expensive. It was was really expensive. Uh, And who is it? Someone was asking what motorcycle you have.
2: Uh, I bought a Triumph T100, a 2016 Triumph T100. And I love it. I've ridden it to work every single day. Got caught in the rain last night and didn't even care because I love it. Yeah.
0: How many miles did it have on it when you bought it? Was it used or new? It had one mile, I think. One mile. Yeah. So how many miles have you put on it? Probably
2: 377 as of today yeah <laughs> <I had> to, <laughs> I, the only reason I know that is because uh the chain is starting to make noise and I had to go out and buy chain lube and I gotta okay. I gotta clean the chain and lube it tomorrow I did I you get
0: it, the silicone stuff I
2: actually got uh DuPont makes one that's like wax based and it had really good reviews and it was like six bucks at Walmart so I just bought that
0: oh okay, okay. Um, I,
2: I, it, I'm crazy like that I like looking at reviews before I buy anything even if it's something like a wax lube for a chain
0: <laughs> right 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 no, nothing wrong with that that's why the reviews uh, are there my friend. music
2: lover any old motorcycle it doesn't have to be british any of the old motorcycles are awesome to me the old
0: yeah. indians the old harleys they're all super yeah. cool. i saw some old bmws the other day i was driving some old bmw motors i don't i don't know if i could pull them up because i have a ton of uh photos here on my phone but i saw these uh two old cafe racer style bmws wow. uh when i find it i'll post it on so- oh let's see hold on i so. love a good cafe racer yeah, oh. so
2: I, I saw these, and I RC actually ventured like a around. speed triple. That's a sport bike, but it's still a it's still a Triumph, which is awesome.
0: Yeah, <laughs> let's see if I can lock this in here, and you guys can see this. I don't know if you guys will really be able to see this, but um, you know, these are some like really I nice love.
1: sport bikes. So. Yeah, cafe racers are cool. Yeah,
0: whenever I upgrade, I'll, I- I'll post <laughs> it so you can see a better thing. You can't really see it on here. We're gonna we have to upgrade some technology where we could show pictures and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, need to get our act together. All right, so I think that's it. You know, we're we're about to get out of here. I want to thank everyone from joining us. Uh, thanks to Frank Mittener, Mittener, Lola, Miniter. I still Miniter. said it wrong. Frank Miniter. Miniter, like yes. like a monitor. Miniter.
2: <laughs> Miniter.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay, Frank oh, Miniter. Thanks for thing. him for coming
2: by. What's last up? Thing before we go, uh, I needed to put a new keychain on my motorcycle. On my motorcycle keys, you guys need a vote. I have a Glock 17 or a uh, AK. rifle a, AK part from
0: Rifle Dynamics. Yeah,
2: that's. A I'm piston. leaning pretty heavy to Rifle Dynamics, but I'm gonna let the, the guys vote. What do you guys think? Um, I-,
0: I vote the piston because I think that's really cool, right? Yeah, I think that's really cool. It could be a motorcycle part. Oh, uh, can't like it could be it a it motorcycle says- part. Only the only the cool people will know. Rifle Dynamics. That- Yeah. That that's, um, only the cool people will know that that's a gun part or (laughs) one
2: for each AK AK Glock part Glock 17 AK both. I'll just rock both.
0: (laughs) If it was a Glock 19 X, I would say, yeah. Oh, oh, I would throw it straight (laughs) in a dumpster. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, okay. What do you have going on? What's going What's up with you?
2: Um, today I talked to everybody at work. I put in my official two weeks. Um, I'm still waiting on a hard deadline, but in two or three weeks, I'll be officially working for, uh, for big daddy guns. It's pretty exciting or awesome. the, the umbrella company.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's great, man. Congratulations. Uh, um, really looking forward to you, uh, starting over here. And yeah. so everyone took it well at work and know you get along, yeah, no, you get no along relatively good with everyone over there, yeah, right? And
2: there, there are no problems. I, I, Explains, you know, it's just it's just it's a startup. I want to get into something. It's a different industry and it's something that I'm, I'm very passionate about. So it's, Absolutely. I think it's going to be a very good fit.
0: Yep. So you guys will be seeing maybe he'll be. Well, I don't think I don't know whether or not he's going to stay late, but we'll be working together. <laughs> we
2: need a, <laughs> we're need we going to have to have like separate audio, separate headphones. I don't yeah. know if you
0: can do that. I don't know if you put in my kind of hours, man. <laughs> I put in serious hours. So Whoa, okay. that's you Roly
2: says, what's Big Daddy Guns? Whoa. Well, hold on a second. There's a big old sign right next to Hank's
0: head. Yeah. That, do uh, you see this on. thing right here? <laughs> <laughs> They're the guys who put the lights on around here. <laughs> We're able to do this show because of Big Daddy Guns. It's a gun store in Gainesville, but they have um, there's, there's several businesses that the Big Daddy guys are doing. So, you know, uh, we can, Babyface can't talk about what he's getting involved in right now, but we are stepping up our game. You
2: know, I, haven't, I haven't signed any NDAs yet,
0: so... <laughs> um, I, I got your inventory like right here. <laughs>
2: I was gonna say, I feel like that's a good way for me to not get hired.
0: <laughs> yeah, but we will be able to talk about it pretty soon. So yeah, it's
2: it's within the we week go. or two, I think, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Coming up soon, we're gonna be able to talk about it. All right, so tomorrow our guest is Reed Henricks of Valor Ridge. We also, nice. I think we're gonna have James uh, Ledger from uh, who's one of the people organizing the rally and tally. So uh, definitely go to Facebook and check that out. I'll look forward to tomorrow's chat. Thanks to everyone for joining us for all the great people we have hanging out here in the chat. Thanks to Frank Minitor. Lola.
2: Cool. Miniter. Click the link by his book. It's only 12 yeah. bucks. It seems like a good
0: deal to me. Yeah, he is a really good guy, very smart, and he's been out there for a long time uh, fighting for our Second Amendment rights and yeah. writing books and educating people and stuff like that. So that's it. I want to thank everyone for joining us. Thanks to all the people that sponsor the channel: Safety Harbor Firearms, Andrews Custom Leather, also now ATI Outdoors. By the way, you know we got. Oh, we is got that new? Yeah, ATI Ooh. Outdoors. We got to start talking about that and getting some of their stuff in here that we can share with people. I've done things with them before. Mm -hmm. So um, I've done some 22 stocks and different things with them. Uh, They make a great lightweight, ultra lightweight stock. So those guys have come on board with us. And Big Daddy Guns, of course, for doing it here. So we are out of here, folks. Thanks for all the support on Patreon and everyone that's coming over here to this channel and subscribing to the page. We love you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace. Peace. We're out of here.